the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, we're at All Aboard live today on Cantrell here in Little Rock. Good to have you along for the ride here on the uh, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, we're trying to do this on Facebook Live as well. I understand that you might be getting a little stuttering on the uh, the audio. We'll work with it as much as we can. But the Mevo is hooked up with my hotspot on my phone, so we're going to do the best we can and, and push on and see what will happen. Michael Joyce is going to join us here in just a second. He's with the RNC. He's the Deputy Press Secretary, has been with us uh, here on the show before. Of course, last night was the second uh, Democrat debate, or the start of it, because there will be more tonight. I don't know about you, but one night is about all I can take, and even that was hard to get through the whole night, to be honest with you. Uh, so let's welcome Michael Joyce to the show. Michael, how you doing? Good to talk to you again. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. So when you watched last night, see if, see if you felt the same way I did. I saw a group of Democrats that were trying to stay in reality while a couple of Democrats by the name of Sanders and Warren were all talking, you know, pie and pie, by and by kind of stuff. And th- anybody who's got a brain between their ears knows that what they were saying can't ever happen. Yeah, well, uh, you know, on, I think on display we saw two things. We saw the Socialist Circus uh, come to Detroit, and we also saw the Democrat Civil War really uh, unravel before our very eyes. You know, um, it's not a surprise anymore that there's no room for moderates in their party. And I think that's why even the moderators and folks like Don Lemon were basically shushing people like John Delaney or telling them their time's up uh, very aggressively, more so than the other candidates on stage. And so, yeah, uh, pretty horrifying last night. You know, to your point, uh, it was hard to watch. And we got a couple more hours of it tonight. Unfortunately, I'd like to focus on some other stuff. But, you know, it's uh, it's scary stuff that these are folks that could actually uh, potentially get to the White House if they get elected in 2020. And the policies they're pushing, it, you know, it's interesting. A state like Michigan, um, Bernie Sanders won Michigan in 2016. And there was a poll that came out in the Detroit News last week that said Michiganders overwhelmingly reject uh, his Medicare for All plan, which is really just a government takeover of our health care system. It would kick five and a half million Michiganders off their private health insurance. Those are the policies that they're openly and proudly supporting on stage. And, of course, when it comes to uh, raising taxes on middle class Americans, uh, they put their tail between their legs and are afraid to admit that that's exactly what they're going to do to us. you heard their dangerous open borders agenda. Uh, so, yeah, really, the social circus was on full display last night. And uh, we saw the Civil War really sh- shake out. And it just really goes to show that whoever wins the nomination in, in this primary is going to be on record supporting a very far left radical socialist agenda that the American people, I think, will truly reject uh, at the polls in 2020. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Well, can I play something for, for you from MSNBC last night? This was a segment that they did on these policy proposals. This is very short. It's not very long at all. It's less than two minutes. But I want you to listen to this. And look, when MSNBC is reporting this, 
It would seem to me that the candidates would listen. This is cut number three. Go ahead, Zach. Pop that up. Uh, Steve Kornacki standing by at the board with how uh, the numbers may back up what we saw tonight. Yeah, interesting, that dynamic you're talking about, sort of the moderate candidates going after Warren, going after Sanders, and even sounding that alarm potentially about electability. We've got some new data that's out recently that measures some of these issues that came up, where Democratic voters are, the folks who are going to vote in the primary versus where general election voters are. There are some interesting divides here. This question of Medicare for all without private insurance. That was a major part of this debate tonight. You see, Democratic voters, more than two to one support this. 64% support, 31% opposed. Ask the same question to all Americans. General election voters, the folks who vote in November, very different story. 41% say it's a good idea. A majority, 54%, say it's a bad idea. How about this one? How about decriminalizing border crossings? That obviously came up again tonight as it did the first debate. Democrats are split on this question. 45 support 47 opposed how about all voters general election voters overwhelming opposition on that 27 66 another issue you heard about this is national health insurance should there be a program that makes it available to undocumented immigrants again among democrats basically two to one that proposition 60 to 32 among general election voters complete opposite and one more that came up late in the night that question of reparations payments amongst democrats 46 support, 40% say bad idea among all voters again, 27-62. So you see those sort of moderate candidates, this is what they're trying to express on that stage. But when the energy on the Democratic side is somewhere else, that's the power behind those uh, comebacks that you heard from Warren and Sanders. There you go. What do you think about that, uh, Michael? Yeah, uh, I mean, they're, they're right, you know, and it's, it's interesting to me because there was a poll, another poll that came out that said, uh, I think it was 69% of swing voters in swing states who could very well determine the, the outcome of the election, 69% of them thought that socialism is a toxic uh, proposal. And so there, you see the polls, even in the Democrat Party, uh, there's folks that are saying, I don't like these things. You know, the BET founder, uh, Bob Johnson, came out and said, this party, they've gone off a cliff. They're too far to the left. I can't support this anymore. And I right. think a lot of people are looking at it saying, you know, this is not the alternative to Donald Trump. We were expecting this radical brand of socialism. Uh, uh, the first debate, Elizabeth Warren, they asked her the very first question. They said, uh, you know, even 60 percent of Democrats approve of the president's handling of the economy. Why do we need this dramatic change and take socialist takeover of our country? She couldn't give a good answer to it. And so, yeah, I think they're right. And, you know, it's funny. They mentioned in there they were talking about decriminalizing illegal immigration, the government takeover of health care. Uh, yeah, people don't want these things. People aren't advocate, advocating for it. And it was funny watching uh, Pete Buttigieg last night actually try to walk back and waffle on his commitment to decriminalizing illegal immigration. Uh, I think everyone understands, even Democrats now, that there is a legitimate crisis at our southern border. And this is not a time for open borders. Uh, go back to February when Beto O'Rourke comes out and says, we need to tear down existing border wall. Uh, he did that from the El Paso sector of our border. Uh, fast forward to May, we had the largest apprehension of illegal immigrants in recorded history in the El Paso sector, right where Beto stood and said, we, need to, we should tear down existing border walls here. These are policies that the American people, the general electorate, overwhelmingly reject. Unfortunately, the Democrat rabid base right now they're the ones advocating for these things, and that's what happens when you let a socialist squad drive the message for your party and take over the party now. This is what's going to happen moving forward. So, 
uh, by the time we get to uh, a general uh, election, I think we're going to be popping champagne bottles for whoever wins because they're going to be on record supporting things that total, you know, over $200 trillion worth of policies. And if our GDP is only about $20 trillion on a year and we're already $20 trillion in debt, uh, I don't understand how you can pay for that without taxing every single American in this country, regardless of how much money you make into oblivion. So I don't think that's a winning message, and especially in contrast to what President Trump has been able to do in the face of unprecedented obstruction from Democrats and a two-year $35 million special counsel. I just don't see how that's going to resonate, and I don't see how you're going to win over the country. Uh, And I think people are going to want to reward President Trump with four more years because of this booming economy we're in right now. You look at the record low of unemployment, uh, the wage growth uh, that's coming through. I mean, we've had over 11 months of 3% wage growth or higher. Uh, the jobs that are coming back to America right now, I think people look at this, and especially President Trump supporters, uh, the non-traditional Republican voters who came out and supported President Trump because of the message that he brings. I think they look at it and go, yeah, the president has kept his promises. He's gotten a lot done uh, without any help from Democrats in Congress. Uh, Republicans are doing everything they can to help President Trump. But, you know, when Nancy Pelosi controls the House, that really changes the game. The House of Representatives is no longer the House of Representatives. It's the House of Investigation. So, uh, yeah, I think people are going to look at this at the end of the day and say, you know, am I better off now than I was four years ago? Absolutely. Why would we ever change course and go to a full socialist takeover of this country right now? Yeah, as you listen to what they were saying about those numbers, here's what I thought when I heard them, and it's this. How many Democrats will just stay home and not even vote? Because they, they've got almost a split in their their party. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of Democrats. I, I, if this stays the way it is right now, if the Democrats keep rushing headlong into these, these uh, crazy programs, leftist policies that they, they want to instill on America, we're going to have a, a complete replay of the Reagan-Mondale uh, election uh, that happened back in the 80s. It's, they're, they're going to get crushed. They're going to get crushed. And uh, who knows if the, uh, the Democrats can recover from that. I don't know if they can recover because they've gone so far left. Yeah, you know, it's a good point there. And uh, it's funny, I was actually thinking the same thing myself. And, of course, in 2016, uh, you know, I lived in the People's Republic of Austin, Texas, and I knew some very <laughs> radical oh, Bernie man, Sanders I'm supporters. Sorry. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. is the blueberry and tomato soup. It's not all bad. But, uh, you know, when I talked to Bernie Sanders supporters down there, they said, I'm staying home. I can't vote for Hillary. Absolutely not. Uh, I think you can exactly see the exact same thing uh, shake out in this election. And, you know, the thing that's uh, kind of shocking to me is, They're not focusing on uh, the kitchen table issues that people care about. You know, they're pushing these policies that people are saying, we don't want these things. I don't know why you keep talking about it, because we don't want it. And they're not focusing on things that do matter to people. Things like the USMCA trade deal. That's a no brainer. I mean, that's going to absolutely immensely benefit farmers, ranchers, manufacturers all over the country. Uh, And especially look at states like Arkansas and Texas. Uh, They do a lot of business with these countries. I mean, we need to get serious about this and get this done for the American people. But it's unfortunate because Democrats don't want to give the president a win. So they're not going to talk about it. They're not going to bring it to the House for a vote. Uh, Hopefully at some point we can pressure Nancy Pelosi enough to do it. But my gosh, it's just like they don't care about uh, things that matter to the American people anymore. And, you know, maybe they talk about it a little more tonight, but they didn't once mention the USMCA 
in the border state of Michigan that does more business with Mexico and Canada than almost any other state in the country. People don't realize that, but they do a ton of business with Mexico, and it's an auto manufacturing juggernaut up there. So uh, it's incredible to me that they just miss the mark time and time again. But, you know, as I said earlier, that's what happens when the socialist squad and a rabid Democrat base takes over your party, and that's the message they want to push now, then, hey, so be it. I'll gladly take four more years of President Trump, and hopefully we elect more Republicans up and down the ballot in 2020 in Arkansas and the rest of the country uh, so we can stop this and put an end to this uh, madness that's going on right now. Yeah, let's let's talk a little deeper into this because, you know, I'm I'm almost 90% sure that the president— Unless something extraordinary happens, we'll we'll have re- get the reelection for another four years. But what do you think are our chances now that the House of Representatives have been showing what they're not doing for the American people? What are our chances of taking the House back again? I think it's huge, and I think for I think for two reasons, I think we can take it back. The first reason is the fact that simply Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats have turned our House of Representatives into the House of Investigations. All Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff and these other committee leaders care about is issuing more subpoenas, redoing the Mueller uh, investigation, uh, and continuing their political vendetta against President Trump. Uh, And the other reason I think it's going to help that we have a good chance of winning again and taking back the House in 2020 is because you have President Trump on top of the ticket. I think the president has shown that he welcomes an entirely new base of, of support to the Republican Party of voters who just simply didn't vote in the past, who never felt any reason to come out and vote before. So I think whoever's on top of the ticket has a strong uh, down ballot effect. I saw it in Texas in 2016. I think you'll see it again in 2020. Uh, we saw it all over the country in 2016. Really, there were some folks who weren't predicted to win their races. And all of a sudden, I think they got a little boost uh, with having President Trump on the ticket. But at the end of the day, People put Nancy Pelosi back in charge of our House, and they haven't done anything for the American people. They left for recess without even passing a budget. Uh, A deal does sound like it's in place, but you were supposed to do that in the first 100 days. They promised to do that. They couldn't get it done. And all all they've focused on doing is passing non-binding resolutions that are meaningless. And when it came time to condemn anti-Semitism, they couldn't even do that. They had to say, we condemn all forms of hate. Uh, But, you know, it's clear that there is a very strong anti-Semitic issue going on in the Democrat Party right now. And I think Americans, whether you're Jewish or not, should be appalled by this. And the things that they say uh, on the flip side about Republicans, when, you know, AOC is comparing detention facilities to concentration camps, that rhetoric has consequences. People saw that ICE facility in Washington state that got attacked. And if you look at that gentleman's manifesto who attacked that ICE facility, he had detention facilities or concentration camps written over and over again. So while they only focus on, and they, I mean the mainstream media, while they only focus on President Trump and anything President Trump does must be racist or bigoted or misogynist or sexist, pick a term, they're going to throw the kitchen sink at the president in 2020, just like they did in 2016, and we're already watching that happen. Uh, It's just very clear that uh, there's a little bit of an issue there, and, you know, hopefully— uh, the Democrats get their wits about themselves and end this madness. But I don't see any end in sight. And I think, again, uh, end of the day, they're going to pay for the polls in 2020 because they're taking us uh, on a path that no one wants to go on right now. And uh, it's pretty appalling, I think, to the American people to watch it play out. And it probably will happen again tonight. All right, Michael, I know you got another hit you got to do. I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you spending time with us. Let's do it again very shortly. Hey, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll talk to you to Michael Joyce here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He's the deputy 
uh, communications uh, director, does a great job for the RNC. He'll be with us in the in the future again. Hey, let don't forget about my good friend uh, Sonny's Auto, good business R.D. Hopper. I mean, they can do you some save you some big bucks, and I do mean big bucks. They've saved me big bucks. Uh, my uh, my engine failed on my car. Got a SUV Acadia, got a 2010, and it came time to I had to put a new engine in it. And instead of getting a rebuilt engine, what I did is that I uh, went to uh, RD and talked to him and said, "Hey RD, I need a uh, an engine for my car. Can you get me one?" He said, "Of course." And uh, so we got a, an engine out of a a 2010. Uh, you know, Acadia that had been in Iraq couldn't be driven anymore, but the engine was still in perfect shape. They checked it, they uh, ran it, they made sure it would run correctly. They put it in my car. They did all the labor for me and uh, saved me literally thousands upon thousands of dollars. I'm not kidding you. I mean, we're talking significant money here that they saved me, and uh, I'll always be in, indebted to R.D. Hopper. Uh, for helping me do that he'll do the same for you all you have to do is give him a call if you need some work done on your car you need to replace some parts do it with him 982-7451 and uh, get parts that are recycled recycled from another car just like yours that is of course sunny's auto salvage your number one choice for recycled auto parts number again 982-7451 i'm live at all aboard on cantrell come on by and grab yourself some food sit in for the show a little bit and uh, enjoy yourself we'll be back in just a moment yeah don't re- don't forget that the main reason we're out here at all aboard a restaurant here on cantrell right by steinmart is to raise money for the Salvation Army. You come by, you can make your donations here, or uh, just do it online. Go to uh, 1011fmtheanswer.com, click on the, uh, the Red Shield fight that we got going on, and click on my name and donate to the cause. All the money stays right here in our area, and uh, the Salvation Army does a fantastic job in times when people really are in need they, they do a fantastic job we're going to talk to them in the next half hour here on the dave ellswick show i wanted to remind you that 96 percent that's a 96 percent chance that you'll have of losing about one hundred and eleven thousand dollars in social security benefits why well according to new research by bloomberg 96 percent of americans lose $111,000 in Social Security benefits during the time they're getting their Social Security in retirement because they take their benefits at the wrong time. Learn how you can avoid that by uh, taking in an educational workshop, Maximizing Social Security with David Lucas right here in Little Rock. There's going to be two more workshops. They're coming up in August. Registration is just $20.00. But there's only room for just a few people left, so uh, you need to call this number right now, 501-653-6690. The workshop will reveal the little-known strategies that could help you wring every nickel out of your benefits, and those benefits are rightfully yours. That number again, 501-653-6690, 501-653-6690. 
All right, so when we come back, we're going to talk with the Salvation Army, some different things I'd like to talk to them about uh, so that you know that your money is going for a super cause. It goes to help people, not to build phone lines and things of that nature, but to help people. And we'll discuss that when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we are back with you at All Aboard Restaurant right here in Little Rock on Cantrell. We're right on the S-curve, just down from Steinmark. That's where you'll find us. And uh, whether you got kids or not, this is a great place to come. I had the shrimp basket today. Fantastic food. The food here is really, really good. It is uh, healthy fare that you can get. Uh, but you can get, like, your typical burgers and stuff. But it's cooked in a way that makes it healthier than just going to a, a, a quick drive through place. And your kids will love it if you got your kids or grandkids because the, uh, the difference here from other restaurants is that your food's delivered by train. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool to get your food it delivered is. by train. There's tracks above you, and uh, you'll make your, uh, your order, and then you go sit down at your booth or at the table you choose. They give you a little device that you sit there, and the train then, uh, they'll, it'll leave from the, uh, you know, the, the place where they're making your food, and it will come to where you are at and drop it off, and it will be lowered down to your table. Your kids will love it. I was just watching a, a young man a moment ago that had a hamburger coming, and he was so excited. You know, kids today, they're always using their, their iPhones or their, you know, Samsungs or whatever, and he was videoing that train coming the whole distance and dropping off his, his uh, food and was telling his mom that he was going to post for pe- people to see it. See it. First yeah. time he's ever been here having, having a great time. And, and the price is right, too. You, this will not break your wallet, I promise you. Will not break your wallet. And while you're here, you can make a donation to the Salvation Army. And by donating to the Salvation Army, the money that you donate stays right here in our five-county uh, uh, area. So you know you're helping your neighbors when you help the Salvation Army. And William Tollett is with us. He's the Director of Development for the Salvation Army. William and I go back quite a ways here in Little Rock, and it's good to have him join us today. Things have been moving pretty well with uh, this whole thing of uh, raising money for you all. People uh, like what the Salvation Army does, William. I tell you, it's really exciting to see our community respond. Uh, We've fed over 63,000 meals to Hungry Arkansans this past year. Uh, we had over 14,000 nights stay serving those that are less fortunate and homeless. Um, our Pathway of Hope campaign continues to be strong. That's, that is the most fantastic program of any organization that I know of because, you know, Republicans, all we always talk, you know, give a man a fish he eats for a day, teach a man to fish he eats for a lifetime. And that is exactly the philosophy that is is in this particular program. Absolutely. It's transformational. It's taken them out of years of intergenerational poverty and bringing them into sustainability and independence. And uh, and we have an event coming up August 3rd. It's called Stuff the Bus. And we're asking our community to turn out at all the local Walmarts. Uh, you can drop off school supplies there. And we will be servicing students all throughout 
four counties, White, Saline, Pulaski, and Lone Oak counties, getting much-needed school supplies for them and helping them prepare for a successful year. Yeah, just so you know, the only reason they're not over at Faulkner is that Faulkner County has a different part of the Salvation Army. Army. That's correct. Now, they will be collecting in Faulkner yes. County. In fact, this is a national event that will be taking place in collaboration with Walmart on August the 3rd called Stuff the Bus. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a good program. I mean, you guys try to do these large programs because your vision is large. I mean, that, people need to understand that your vision is huge. And I don't need to, I don't need to go into... Uh, why we work with Salvation Army and nobody else. But the bottom line is, I trust you all, and people can trust you. You know, uh, 82% to 83% of every dollar raised goes directly to programming. Uh, the Salvation Army is in 127 countries around the world. We're an international initiative that serves the needs of people and uh, helps them to find hope uh, in uh, in their life circumstances and situations. So, uh, for us, it is a real privilege every day to go in and touch the lives of people, see transformation take place, uh, and assist them to find hope restored into their life again. Yeah. For our listeners, go back on this pathway of hope. Explain how you work at breaking what we have in our country today is generational you know, dependency upon our government. You know, Dave, when the Pathway of Hope initiative was implemented here in Arkansas three years ago when it became a national initiative throughout the country by Salvation Army, um, we began focusing on individuals we'd bring in, and we would sit down with them. They had very intensive case management for 24 months. We meet every week to every other week with them. We establish goals with them. We celebrate the reaching of those goals. We establish incentives for them along the way. Um, we really truly are giving them a hand up, not a hand out. Right. And they take personal responsibility for their success. We have seen mothers come in, and they have, uh, in two years, become uh, uh, certified nurses uh, and LPNs and uh, going through the RN program. Uh, they never thought they would have jobs like that. Yeah. Owning their own homes and buying their first vehicles and uh, education and all kinds of all things. All kinds of things. Coming off the welfare rolls and and really uh, contributing back to society. This past Christmas, we had a mother come in with her little baby that she had, and she had graduated from the program. She's out working, and she came in to talk with us about uh, her life and what was happening. And before she left, she picked up two angels from the angel tree and adopted them, and she said, it's time for me now to give back to my community. That's fantastic. See, that, that's what we want. That's Absolutely. what we want to see happen, William. And, uh, you know, that's pretty pretty amazing to me to, to, to hear stories like that. I think I heard a story from the captain saying that they had somebody went through the program. They came back, and they were making a significant living now, and they were taking another family under their wing. Yes. We also had a, a military um, young lady, and uh, she had gone through a divorce, but she served in our armed forces, and uh, she was expecting her second child. She came. She humbled herself. She went through this program. She now has a very um, secure job. She still serves our military, and that's been another part of what we do, to know that we're standing alongside our veterans and those that are serving our country 
helping them when they get in a very tough, difficult situation uh, that they know someone is there to love them and care for them. It's amazing, William. That's Like I said, it's the reason why I throw all my weight when we look at organizations that are really helping people. I try to put as much weight as I can in with the Salvation Army. There's you and there's one other organization that I support wholeheartedly, and that's the Dorcas House. Absolutely, and and, and, you and know, they work with we you collaborate too. together yeah. with them. Absolutely, uh, we do a lot of referrals, cross referrals back and forth. And when their ladies get ready to graduate, they're referred over to us for the Pathway of Hope portion because we help get them into permanent housing. Uh-huh. Um, they share um, female clothes with us when we need clothing for our women when they're getting ready to go to work, and so we have a great collaboration with. Dorcas House. All right. We're going to take a break. We've got to get another break in. We'll come back, finish up our conversation with William Tollett, the Director of Development, Salvation Army here in our local area. Stay tuned. There's more to talk about. Don't forget, we are live out at All Aboard today on Cantrell. It's on the S-curve. We're right down from Steinmark. You can't miss it. Come on in. Let the trains deliver your food to your table for you or for your family. It's a great place to eat at, and we'll look for you when you get here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we're back with you all aboard here in uh, Little Rock on Cantrell, right here on the S-Turn. You all know where that's at, and we're right by Steinmark. Come on back or by, have something to eat, say hello. Uh, William will be here until the top of the hour. You can say hi to him if you like. Make your donation to the Salvation Army. Do we have the little... Uh, credit card things up front? Is that Not today. Not today. No, All right. Sir. So uh, do they just uh, ask uh, they can folks make, here? If they come in and want to make a gift in the uh, kettle setting up front, they can do so. Okay. Or they can go online to your website or okay. to redshieldshowdown.com and choose your okay. name. Okay, good. Just go to 1011fmtheanswer.com and make your uh, donation. Now, you can do that. If you're watching on Facebook today, because you're seeing all aboard behind us, uh, William and I, and make a donation. But while you're here, make sure you get some food. I'm telling you, the food here is excellent. They yeah, got it's delicious. Great, they yeah. got fried, great fried pies here as well. Chocolate. I think they got uh, peach. Peach. And, and apple. And apple. Okay. Well, you must have been eating them, huh? No, no I saw the chocolate, though, and it looked really good. <laughs> I had one of those the last time we were over in Benton. It was really, really good with ice cream. It was awesome. All right, back with you with William Tollett. He's the Director of Development for the Salvation Army here in central Arkansas, five-county uh, area. And, and, William, we mentioned in passing about the, uh, you know, stuff the bus that's coming up. This is coming up this weekend. And uh, why don't you tell our listeners about it again? Absolutely. Stop the Bus is a national campaign in collaboration with Walmart. And so at every Walmart or neighborhood market here in central Arkansas, in Lone Oak County, White County, Pulaski County, and Saline County, for central Arkansas, uh, we will have volunteers out there. There'll be a tub. We'll have some flyers. Go in, take that flyer, make some school supply purchases, drop in that uh, bucket when you come out. 
uh, over 3,800 students here in central Arkansas are going to need some type of assistance with school supplies. And so we have an opportunity to partner with them through USR community and with collaboration with Walmart in order to help meet the needs of these students so they can have a successful school year and get started off right. All right. So uh, the the list is right there at uh, at the uh, Walmart when they walk Stop in the door, by. yeah, we'll be right there to give them that list. Uh, there's about nine primary items, and they can go in and make a purchase and then drop it back in the bucket. All right, so we're talking crayons. Uh, we're talking crayons. <laughs> we're talking notebook paper. Pencils. Pencils, notebooks, ink pens. Yeah, and, typical uh, stuff you're going to need for when you go back to school. Absolutely. And wherever that local Walmart is, whatever school district it is, that's where those school supplies will stay. Oh, good. So if you give in Little Rock, it'll be in the Little Rock School District. If they give in North Little Rock, it'll go to the North Little Rock School District. Searcy, Lone Oak, uh, Bryant, Benton, uh, any of the school districts around, we will be sending those supplies back to that local school district. Yeah, see, this is what's so great about what you all do because now you've even localized your localization because you're here in, the, in these four counties. You're out collecting these supplies, and on top of that, after the supplies are collected, it's going to the schools close to the Walmart where you've collected them at, to the families that need the help. That need that help. And I know for a lot of people, you might be saying, school supplies, people need help with school supplies? Yes, they do. They need help with school supplies. And you might want to say, well, what does that say about the parents or whatever? Look, forget about the parents in this. It's about the kids. It is about the kids. It's not their fault. It's not their fault at all. Help the innocent ones in this. That's the key. That's right. And that is one thing that's so critical, you know, in in touching so many of the components of what we do. The the better we can educate the generation behind, the better we can equip them to be successful, the greater opportunity we have to drop that recidivism yeah that and that's out of the families that's the key maybe maybe we can't reach the parents but we may be able to reach the kids the children absolutely and we you know breaking that intergenerational cycle is so critical and uh, these school supplies are just one way that we can do that yeah i i wholeheartedly agree with that just for our listeners, because I know a lot of them are NFL fans and things of that nature, Jerry Jones always does a big red kettle kickoff with the Salvation Army. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that takes place every Thanksgiving there in Dallas, and um, where they're going to be playing every year uh, during the halftime event, the Salvation Army officers come from across the United States, and they are flooding that uh, stadium and they pass buckets and the generosity that comes from the NFL football supporters uh, they'll collect a million and a half two million dollars at that football game and uh, it goes to the Salvation Army to do the work again that we do every day across our country and um, you know besides being in 127 countries around the world we're located in every state, every major city, and even so many of our smaller cities uh, have a Salvation Army service unit or corps uh, doing the work of helping to meet the needs of people 
that exist. Now, when the Salvation Army sees, uh, you know, like we had just the flooding here in, in the state, uh, dealing with the Arkansas River, you know, when you all sit down and talk about this, first of all, explain how it, the Salvation Army works here in Arkansas, because we've been talking about our area specifically, but then we said, well, but Faulkner County, Conway, is a little, they're in a different area. That's right. Uh, within every state, uh, there are different Salvation Army units. They are made up of somewhere between four to five counties, and that Salvation Army unit is responsible for those counties. So we've just gone through a natural disaster here in Arkansas with the massive flooding that started up in Tulsa and came all the way down the Arkansas River. Yeah. And, um, and so resources that are given in Arkansas, stay in Arkansas to help those flood victims. And uh, today, uh, one of my co-workers uh, and co-laborers in the work, Michelle, she's our public relations director. Oh, everybody's been, heard her on yeah, my show. She, she's been in a meeting almost all day talking about the collaboration that the Salvation Army is doing with the United Methodists and with Southern Baptists in helping now these individuals who've had flooded homes to really start rebuilding their homes. Well, here's the key. People will forget about them because it's not on the news every night. Absolutely. They're not hearing about it every day. And if you're not if it's not front of mind, it's on the back burner. Keep in, keep that in mind because people like the Salvation Army and the Southern Baptists and whatever still need your help. There's a lot of people there's cleaning up now, they're rebuilding and they do need your help. That's right. The remediation process is is uh, tedious. Uh, you have to rip out all the mold, uh, sheetrock, all that has to be treated, new sheetrock. The house pretty much has to be rebuilt from the inside. Yes. And uh, and so that's the that's where we are today with families in Fort Smith, all along the Arkansas River, portions of North Little Rock that were flooded, is trying to come alongside these families and help them. Uh, to get their lives back into some level of normalcy. And that's where your money is going to be going to. I mean, uh, now, the money given to Salvation Army here stays in that area I told you about. Uh, but that money's going to other Salvation Armies, not your money, but in other areas. They're raising money, too, that that's are correct. helping in the areas they're at. So, like, when we talked about the, you know, fill the bus or pack the bus. Stuff the bus. Stuff the bus. Whichever, we're going we're gonna to fill the buses up. That's right. Now, they're doing that in Conway as yes. well. Conway, Fayetteville, Bentonville, Rogers, Mountain Home, Jonesboro, Russellville, Fort Smith, Pine Bluff, and El Dorado. You name it, it's happening there all across, all the, across state. the state of Arkansas. So uh, take part in that, but don't let that inhibit you from going to 101.1 FM, The Answer, and making a donation to the Salvation Army for our uh, Red Shield uh, campaign that's going on. All you got to do is click on that when you get to the website. I'm going to ask you today, uh, honk my horn a little bit, and click on my name and make the donation to my name. Just know that it's all going to the same place. If you'd rather give it to Bethany or to Steve, be my guest. I could care less. Bethany doesn't need any more money. <laughs> but you and Steve could use a little. So, use so a little. choose Dave today and make your gift and support uh, your DJ here at 101 uh, that does a great job and helps our community so much because 
the collaboration we have with Dave um, really does touch our community as you respond and make a gift. So, Dave, thank you so much. Well, I'll, I'll do as much as I can always do, William. You know that. And, by the way, help William out as well. Take and share what you've been watching today on Facebook with all your friends so they see this as well. If everybody does that, we reach a ton of people, and maybe with a ton of people, we'll end up with a ton of money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And have a ton of influence. Absolutely. William, thanks so much for coming by here at All Aboard. We appreciate you. I'll let you get back to your life now. So, Dave Ellswick Show, I'll be back here at All Aboard in just a moment. We've got five minutes of news coming your way. More after this on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's get back to it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're live at All Aboard here in Little Rock. We're on Cantrell. We're on the S-curve next to Steinmart. Feel free to come on by and uh, get yourself something to eat. Uh, great food here. Uh, it's uh, doggone, it's it's not only good food, but it's pretty healthy food for the most part, what they serve here. I had the... Uh, the shrimp basket today, and it was really, really good. It was excellent. You can come over and have that. Uh, if you'd like, you can make a, a cash donation up front uh, for the uh, Salvation Army. If you'd rather do it by a, a you know credit card or by a debit card, uh, just go to 1011fmtheanswer.com and uh, click on the uh, Red Shield Challenge. You'll be able to figure that out click on it it will take you to another part of the website and then click on the line next to me says for dave ellswick and make your donation again i'm asking that you make a 20 dollars donation towards the arkansas salvation army uh all the money is going to stay here in a five county area helping your neighbors that help the people that have been affected by the flood if there's fires and people lose their uh, homes and things of that nature the red the uh, the salvation army steps in and and uh, takes over and does a lot of great work uh, i work closely as william and i were talking about uh in the last hour william tollett the director of development he and i have known each other over a decade and uh, you know salvation army is the, the organization that i i really work with the only other organization that i work as closely with then the Salvation Army is probably uh, the uh, Dorcas House, although I do uh, some work uh, during Christmas time to raise toys uh, for toy troopers down in the uh, Saline County area as well. I'm pretty selective in the groups that I work with. I know the people that I'm dealing with. I, uh, I know what they do. I know the programs that they do. I know how they spend the money, and that's always important to me when I'm asking you to give your hard-earned cash to them. And that Pathway to Hope program that they have with Salvation Army is fantastic. Uh, All of this this money is going to go to help people here. As you heard, William said, uh, 80-something cents out of every dollar is uh, going directly back to your community here uh, locally for uh, the Salvation Army. Big thing that I like. All right, so let's talk now uh, about what's going on uh, as far as the debate that happened last night. I got a whole lot 
of sound today. I got nearly 15 cuts for you to hear. And it's important you listen to all this because a lot of people thought last night as we went into that debate in Detroit that Warren and Sanders would be attacking each other because they're the ones that have the biggest leftist policies. However, it was rather interesting to watch that Warren and Sanders tag team match up against those that were in the more moderate realm. And during the time that the uh, debate was going on, and I don't have the sound for this. I wish I did. Uh, but uh, people were asking, basically pushing on Warren and, and on Sanders, saying, you're trying to do too much. You're trying to do too much too fast. And both of them uh, came back saying, not at all. Not at all. If we want to beat Donald Trump, what we have to do is be able to turn out our base that want, they didn't say it in these words, I'm paraphrasing now, we have got to turn out the people in our base that are wanting these programs that are going to help them. Now, by help them... Uh, Warren and Sanders want Medicare for all. Uh, they're going to get rid of um, you know health insurance as we know it, and the government's going to take uh, go and take out and uh, and and give health insurance to everybody. Well, it, it, you may want to do that, but can you afford to to do that? I mean, I I love listening to Bernie say all the time. We're the most, you know, uh, richest uh, country in the world, and yet we have people without health insurance. Well, it doesn't have to be that way, and if the government would get out of the way, we could do it without the government interfering in it. But that's not the way they want to do it. They want to be the ones that are in charge of your health insurance. Understand, if... If the government has control of your wallet through taxation, which they already have, and uh, they can get control of your health insurance as well, so your health care, because if they control that you can't go in and and get anything done at a hospital or with a doctor unless you're covered by the government, they control your life. If they control how much money you got and control how much, you know, they can do for you to keep you well, they got an incredible amount of power over you. And what's scary as I watch all of this is that there is a a percentage of American people that are willing to give up their freedoms and allow the government to control their lives to an unprecedented uh you know, in fact, it's it's just really, really terrifying to me. I don't understand it. I, I guess I was just totally brought up in a different kind of world than what a lot of these young people were brought up in. So let's listen to a little bit of last night. First, let's do a, a quick overview, 
and then we'll get a, uh, a break. This is cut number one. This is highlights from night one of the July Democratic debate. Democrats win when we figure out what is right and we get out there and fight for it. I think Democrats win when we run on real solutions, not impossible promises. But I'm a little more pragmatic. If we embrace a far left agenda, they're going to say we're a bunch of crazy socialists. If we embrace a conservative agenda, you know what we're, they're going to do? They're going to say we're a bunch of crazy socialists. So let's just stand up for the right policy. We need to have a campaign of energy and excitement and of vision. We are more worried about winning an argument than winning an election. Folks, we have a choice. We can go down the road that Senator Sanders and Senator Warren want to take us with his with bad policies like Medicare for all, free everything and impossible promises that will turn off independent voters and get Trump reelected. Democrats flipped 40 Republican seats in the House and not one of those 40 Democrats support the policies of our frontrunners at center stage. I get a little bit tired of Democrats afraid of big ideas. I don't understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for president of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for. Senator Warren's plan basically that she put out, we would not be able to trade with the United Kingdom. No. But why do we got to be the party of taking something away no, from people? No one is the party. Okay, on, That's on what second, they're Senator. running on. They're no. running on. What do you say to Congressman Delaney? You're wrong. <laughs> Bernie, you don't have to yell. Throw your hands up. But you, well, ha- you haven't. In- <laughs> I do know when I wrote the damn bill. But you are playing into Donald Trump's hands. Tonight, if you think any of this wonkiness is going to deal with this dark psychic force of the collectivized hatred that this president is bringing up in this country, then I'm afraid that the Democrats are going to see some very dark days. There is an injustice that continues to form a toxicity underneath the surface, an emotional turbulence that only reparations. Thank you very much. Senator Sanders. Medicare for all is comprehensive. It covers all health care needs. I have a better path. Medicare for America. I just have a better way to do this. My plan, better care, is fully paid for. That's the concept of my Medicare for all who want it proposal. Okay, thank I you, hope you'll Williams. come back to me this time. Go ahead. Did it happen? Thank you, and Mayor. Washington I can't disagree. deliver. Thank you, Mayor. We can't I expect this. Thank anti- you, Congressman. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Stand by, please. Stand by, please. Please abide by the rule. There you go. How about that, huh? Interesting. Listening to that back and forth and back and forth. And it was Warren and Sanders against the moderates. And it was uh, Sanders that made the statement. He says, I don't understand why people running for president can't come up with big ideas. Because your ideas are so big, they're out in outer space, Senator. That's where it is. I thought it was great when we heard... Uh, from I think it was Delaney, and he made the state that 40 uh, Republicans were replaced in the House, and those Democrats, none of them, support any of these big programs that Sanders and Warren wants. You know why? Because they know if they get behind them, they'll lose come November of 2020. 18 minutes after 3, got to get a break in. Let's do that right now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we just got a few minutes to get us to the bottom of the hour. Before we do that, let me remind you about Applied Research Center of Arkansas, where they've got 
13 current studies and maybe more now going on. For you to find out what their studies they have that's going on, go to ARC Arkansas. That's one word, ARCArkansas.com, and uh, you'll see uh, all the current studies. Then next to that, you'll see, do I qualify? Well, you look at all the qualifications for each study, and if you meet those qualifications and you want to get into the study, put your name in there and say, I want to get in this study. If you get in this study, really good stuff is this. You get the trial medicines, and these medicines are just like one step away from going on the market. This, These studies are to prove that these uh, uh, prescriptions do exactly what they're supposed to do. And you'll be able to get involved in, in doing that. And you also get paid for it. I, I don't want to forget to mention that. You make money off of this. You actually make some good money off of this, and you can enroll with them. For instance, if you're a man, 45 to 80, you know you got low testosterone, you have a history or maybe even a risk of heart disease or stroke, you need to get in on this, uh, this study. Get, make yourself some money. Get the testosterone, and uh, that's going to going to help you. They've got a thing doing ulcerative colitis. This is ages 16 for Crohn's, 18 UC and older. Uh, have moderately to severe active Crohn's or ulcerative colitis at the time of your screening. Have an inadequate response or intolerance to previous interventions or treatments. And uh, they're looking for you. They are looking for you. So uh, go to ARCArkansas.com, check out the studies, and check out the qualifications, and you can, uh, you can do all of the things that you need to do right there, or you can call them 501-954-7822. It's 501-954-7822. Also, don't forget, they are a full-service walk-in clinic. And uh, we're not that far away from school, and they are doing school physicals at, uh, at this time. All right, back to the debates. Let's move back. I'm not even going to do Marianne Williamson. That woman is strange. She is weird. For instance, she's the one who said last night, I am going to beat Trump's dark psychic force with love. So this woman evidently believes that the, the force really does exist, I guess. Um, Sanders, up there on stage with his, you know, uh, Dr. Zorba uh, hair. And if you want to know who Dr. Zorba is, go on go- Google it, okay? Google it and look at the picture of him. Anyway, yeah, he was talking, and always, you know, Democrats always bring up the children. Let's do this for our children. Well, Sanders did that last night, too. Here's cut four. Check this out. We have got to be super aggressive if we love our children and if we want to leave them a planet that is healthy and is habitable. So I don't disagree with Tim. What that means is we got to, A, take on the fossil fuel industry. B, it means we have to transform our energy system away from fossil fuel to energy efficiency and sustainable energy and a hell of a lot of good union jobs as we do that. We've got to transform our transportation Thank you, system. <laughs> they cut him off, man. Thank you, Senator. Shut up. All right. 
It, it was kind of interesting listening to this last night and how they stop people from going too far in it. But listen to what he said. He says, we must nationalize our energy and transportation systems. So do you want, uh, you want your uh, everything to run like uh, Amtrak does? That's nationalized, you know, uh, trains, expensive, breaks down all the time. Just, uh, just, just keep in mind, this is the idea that Sanders has. By the way, you're hearing that no- noise in the back? That you know, are the trains here at All Aboard delivering the food uh, to folks that they've ordered here at All Aboard on Cantrell here in Little Rock. You come here and the, the train tracks are over top of you. They put the, uh, the food on a platform that the train brings to you, and then it is lowered down to you for your consumption. So, you know, what did a lot of other people think about what was going on? Well, wait, let's, let's not stop with Sanders. Look, he, he made a lot of claims last night. So let's go and let's, let's get into what he has been saying. I got... Uh, do we have time, uh, 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 Zach, to play Sanders talking about free health care for uh, illegals? Which cut? That would be cut 11. Yes. All right. Play cut 11 for us. Well, I right, two things. A sane immigration policy moves to comprehensive immigration reform. It moves to a humane border policy in which, by the way, we have enough administrative judges so that we don't have incredible backlogs that we have right now. But to answer your question, I happen to believe that when I talk about health care as a human right, that applies to all people in this country. And under a Medicare for all single-payer system, we could afford to do that. 11 million illegal immigrants. He wants to give them free health care. How about we do that if we're going to do it, and I don't think that we can, but if you're going to do that, give it to citizens, and no no illegal gets it until every citizen has it. I don't hear that kind of talk from Senator Sanders. When we come back, we'll get one more cut from Senator Sanders defending his problem uh, promises to outlaw private insurance, which the unions are adamantly Against. Did you notice that when he said that he was looking forward to dropping things in there for uh, our nationalizing the, the energy and transportation? And he was saying, hey, if we go to non-carbon based uh, fuels, we'll have more uh, union jobs. What? A, it's a, that's just a crock. It is. A, it's a lie. A pure, flat out lie. All right. Let's get a break here. We got uh, I got to get you a minute of news and bring you up to date on what's happening in the world. Then we'll be back coming up in the next hour. Uh, Joe will be here from Joe's Garage. We're going to talk to him. But until then, let's get some news. We'll do that right now. All right. Back with you here at All Aboard, the Dave Ellswick Show, raising money for uh, the Salvation Army. Want to remind you again. That uh, if you just go to 1011 FM, the answer, uh, we.com, will we'll take when you get there, uh, you just click on 
the red shield and you uh, to bring up your Bethany's picture, Steve's picture. Forget the last two. Go to the first one. That's me. And, and make a $20 donation to the uh, Salvation Army. Help them out. The Salvation Army will do a great job with your money using it here just in our local area. All right, I promised you a little bit more from uh, uh, Sanders, Senator Sanders. And I got one more cut. And you know that Senator Sanders wants to get rid of health insurance, private health insurance, Get totally get rid of it. Check out cut number 14 that I have here and listen to what he has to say. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Um, let's start the debate with the number one issue for Democratic voters, health care. And Senator Sanders, let's start with you. You support Medicare for all which would eventually take private health insurance away from more than 150 million Americans in exchange for government-sponsored health care for everyone. Congressman Delaney just referred to it as bad policy, and previously he has called the idea political suicide that will just get President Trump reelected. What do you say to Congressman Delaney? You're wrong. <laughs> right now, we have a dysfunctional health care system, 87 million uninsured or underinsured, $500,000, 500,000 Americans every year going bankrupt because of medical bills, 30,000 people dying while the health care industry makes tens of billions of dollars in profit. Five minutes away from here, John, is a country. It's called Canada. They guarantee health care to every man, woman, and child as a human right. They spend half of what we spend, and by the way, when you end up in a hospital in Canada, you come out with no bill at all. Healthcare is a human right, not a privilege. I believe that. I will fight for that. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Congressman Delaney? Well, I'm right about this. We can create a universal health care system to give everyone basic health care for free, and I have a proposal to do it. But we don't have to go around and be the party of subtraction and telling half the country who has private health insurance that their health insurance is illegal. My dad, the union electrician, loved the health care he got from the IBEW. He would never want someone to take that away. Half of Medicare beneficiaries now have Medicare Advantage, which is private insurance, or supplemental plans. It's also bad policy. It'll underfund the industry. Many Thank hospitals you, will close, and it's bad Senator policy. Senator Sanders, I want to... was I, also mentioned in I, this. We're going to come to you in one second, but let me go to Senator <laughs> Sanders uh, right now. Senator Sanders? The fact of the matter is... Tens of millions of people lose their health insurance every Tens single year when they, no, they change don't. jobs, when their employer changes that insurance. If you want stability in the health care system, if you want a system which gives you freedom of choice with regard to doctor or hospital, get the government out of it. system which will not bankrupt you, the answer is to get rid of the profiteering of the drug companies and the insurance companies and move to Medicare for all. But now he's talking about a different issue. What I'm talking about is really simple. We should deal with the tragedy of being uninsured and give everyone health care as a right. But why do we got to be the party of taking something away no, from people? No one is the party. Hold That's on what they're running on. They're no. running on telling half the country that your health insurance is illegal. It says it right in the bill. All right, thank we you. don't have to do that. We can give everyone health care and allow people to have a choice. That's the American way. Wow. So you got Delaney. That's who's getting in there and 
and saying, look, what you guys are going to do. Well, here, let, let him say it in his own words. I've got cut 15 here. This is where he hits the far left uh, rivals in his opening statement. Listen to what Delaney, I, look, Delaney doesn't have a chance. But listen to what he says because he makes some sense here. Here's cut 15. Folks, we have a choice. We can go down the road that Senator Sanders and Senator Warren want to take us with his with bad policies like Medicare for all, free everything and impossible promises that'll turn off independent voters and get Trump reelected. That's what happened with McGovern. That's what happened with Mondale. That's what happened with Dukakis. Or we can nominate someone with new ideas to create universal health care for every American with choice. Someone who wants to unify our country and grow the economy and create jobs everywhere. And then we win the White House. I'm the product of the American dream. I believe in it. I'm the grandson of immigrants, the son of a construction worker. My wife, April, and I have four amazing daughters. I was the youngest CEO in the history of the New York Stock Exchange, created thousands of jobs, and then served in Congress. That's the type of background and my platform is about real solutions, not impossible promises that can beat Trump and govern. Thank you. Now, you, you run somebody like that, Trump will have a race. You run Sanders or Warren or, or Harris and some of the others, you're not going to have a race because Delaney said something that was very, very important. He did some historical research. I give him credit for this. Who did he mention? He mentioned... McGovern, back in the 70s, he got he got wiped out running against Nixon. I mean, he got crushed. Then you had Mondale, ran against Reagan, got crushed, had a lot of these same kind of ideas. McGovern had even more radical ideas. He had Cory Booker ideas, talking about giving Americans uh, a dividend every year. Then you came up, and, of course, you had uh, Dukakis. Same thing. He got beat, and he got beat bad by Bush. That's why you hear me say when we talked in the first half hour, we were talking to to Michael uh, from the RNC, and I said, this is shaping up. Next year is shaping up if the Democrats keep following form that they're following right now that we're going to see happen. Uh, We're going to see another Reagan-Mondale race. I don't think it'll be uh, 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 a Nixon-McGovern uh, race. It, it could be if it's Sanders. It very well might be a um, uh, uh, McGovern and Nixon-type race. But when it comes to the uh, Electoral College, the lefties are going to get crushed. Absolutely crushed on this stuff. Let me go back and play that MSNBC cut that we had uh, with Brian Williams. He was talking to a guy doing uh, uh, information of, of voters. And this is a segment they had that most, listen to the numbers when he's talking. Most Americans oppose all the far left Democratic policy proposals that Warren, Harris, uh, Buttigieg, for the most part, uh, Sanders, and the rest of the lefties are, promo- are, are promoting. And, and let me tell you what, it's the lefties that are going to get the, uh, the votes during the primary because those are the people 
who are going to really turn out. But when it gets into a general election, what they're, what they're saying here, you might as well put a gun to your head. I'm just saying. Here's MSNBC. This is cut number uh, three again. Uh, Steve Kornacki standing by at the board with how uh, the numbers may back up what we saw tonight. Yeah, interesting, that dynamic. You're talking about sort of the moderate candidates going after Warren, going after Sanders, and even sounding that alarm potentially about electability. We've got some new data that's out recently that measures some of these issues that came up, where Democratic voters are, the folks who are going to vote in the primary versus where general election voters are. There are some interesting divides here. This question of Medicare for all without private insurance. That was a major part of this debate. You see Democratic voters more than two to one support this. 64% support, 31% opposed. Ask the same question to all Americans. General election voters, the folks who vote in November, very different story. 41% say it's a good idea. A majority, 54% say it's a bad idea. How about this one? How about decriminalizing border crossings? That obviously came up again tonight as it did the first debate. Democrats are split on this question. 45 support 47 opposed how about all voters general election voters overwhelming opposition on that 27 66 another issue you heard about this is national health insurance should there be a program that makes it available to undocumented immigrants again among democrats basically two to one that proposition 60 to 32 among general election voters complete opposite and one more that came up late in the night that question of reparations payments amongst democrats 46 support, 40% say bad idea among all voters again, 27-62. So you see those sort of moderate candidates, this is what they're trying to express on that stage. But when the energy on the Democratic side is somewhere else, that's the power behind those uh, comebacks that you heard from Warren and Sanders. There you got it. All right, I'm just telling you, they picked one of these lefty candidates to run. It will be a repeat of uh, Nixon against McGovern. Reagan against Mondale, Bush against Dukakis. That's just the way it will work out because the American people do not support this in any way, shape, or form. All right, we've got to get one more break in before we uh, uh, finish up this hour. Joe has just walked in. He's ready to get added here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He'll be talking with me in a moment, but right now here uh, we got to make some money, so let's make some money, and then we'll be right back. All right, about eight minutes uh, remaining here in this hour. Joe is here. I just found out Duck is coming today as well. We are live on All Aboard Restaurant. Hope that you'll stop by today. Come on and uh, check out what's going on as far as the food goes here. It's excellent. You'll want to try some of it. I had some. Uh, they've got the trains over top of us. They deliver the food for you. It's really a, an exceptional place to come and eat. If you've got kids, I'm going to tell you, it's like a wonderland to them. If you've got grandkids, they really love it as well. We are on uh, Cantrell, and uh, we're just down from Steinmart. Hope that you'll come by and say hi. Don't forget to make your donation today uh, for the Salvation Army. Go to 1011fmtheanswer.com. Click on the Red Shield Challenge. And uh, just click next to my name, and I'm just asking for you to give a $20 bill. You can do it by your debit card or your credit card. It is a secure location, and I ask that you uh, please, uh, you know, be helpful to the Salvation Army, who helps a lot of people. Okay, about eight minutes left, so 
Let's hear what other people were saying about what the Democrats were saying last night uh, during the debate. Let's let's start off with David Axelrod. This is Cut 7, just so you know, Zach, and what he had to say about these folks that are running uh, for the Democratic nomination to be president of the United States. You said something interesting, which was it isn't good enough to argue that the country doesn't want this. It does seem if you're running for president that you ought to take into consideration what the country wants. And the fact is large numbers of people oppose the Medicare for all proposal uh, if it replaces private insurance. That We've seen it in poll after poll after poll. A large number of people in this country do not believe the border should be decriminalized. A large number of people in this country don't believe that undocumented immigrants should uh, qualify for, for public. But those numbers actually are squishier if you are able to have the conversation yes, with the voters. The, the numbers are, are very I they, they come across. We have time to do. That. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I appreciate your feelings about these issues, and I, I'm very passionate about health care myself. Uh, I, I was in the White House when we fought just to get the Affordable Care Act. Couldn't get a public option. So Bernie Sanders was there. He knows that. There you go. Bernie Sanders were there, was there. He knows that. He knows it wouldn't fly. Let's go back to the head of the Senate at that time who said that he wanted, uh, you know, single-payer health care, but they knew the American people didn't want that. They had been seen and that it would just never pass. Wouldn't pass. All right, what about, uh, what else I got here? Let's see. I got Claire McCaskill. I think we can get this in. Can we get cut six in, uh, Zach? No doubt. Okay, no problem. Uh, Claire McCaskill, former senator from Missouri, uh, talked about Bernie Sanders and talked about, you know, he, he, he wrote a lot of bills. He's written a lot of bills. Problem is, is this. Here what Claire McCaskill says. Uh, Bernie's description of what's in his bill, Tim Ryan said, but you don't know what's in the bill, which I took to me. You don't know what the Ways and Means Committee and the Finance Committee are going to uh, do in the end. Exactly. Right. That's what I took uh, it to mean, to which Bernie said, I wrote the bill, and he won the moment. Well, but the reality is, he's not going to write the bill if he's president of the United States. Right. And by the way, he's written a lot of bills that never went anywhere. Did you catch that at the end? Oh, by the way, he's wrote a lot of bills that never went anywhere. That's Clara McCaskill talking about Bernie Sanders. And, and they're right. If he's president, he can uh, promote, you know, well, uh, this whole thing of Medicare for all and uh, that uh, they want to do that and that they want to get rid of health insurance and all that. But he won't write the bill. The Ways and Means Committee will write the bill. And then he'll have to make up his mind if he supports it or he doesn't support it. Steve Bullock called the Democrat debates detached. Detached from what? Here's cut number 10. Governor Bullock, about two-thirds of Democratic voters and many of your rivals here for the nomination support giving health insurance to undocumented immigrants. You haven't gone that far. Why not? Look, I think this is a part of the discussion that shows how often these debates are detached from people's lives. We got 100,000 people showing up at the border right now. If we decriminalize entry, if we get health care to everyone, we'll have multiples of that. Don't take my word. That was President Obama's Homeland Security Secretary that said that. The biggest problem right now that we have with immigration 
It's Donald Trump. There, that's what they, what he said. Try to do it with, uh, you know, Sanders and Warren are saying. You got big, 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 big problems. For instance, Senator Warren had to say this about illegal immigration. Cut 12. You live near the U.S.-Mexico border in El Paso. You disagree with Mayor Buttigieg on decriminalizing legal border crossings. Please respond. I do, because in my administration, after we have waived citizenship fees for green card holders, more than 9 million of our fellow Americans, freed dreamers from any fear of deportation, and stopped criminally prosecuting families and children for seeking asylum and refuge, and for-profit detention in this country, and then assist those countries in Central America so that no family ever has to make that 2,000-mile journey, then I expect that people who come here follow our laws, and we reserve the right to criminally prosecute them Thank if they you, do Congressman. not. Thank you, Congressman. Senator Warren, you say the provision making illegal border crossings a crime is totally unnecessary. Please respond. So the problem is that right now the criminalization statute is what gives Donald Trump the ability to take children away from their parents. It's what gives him the ability to lock up people at our borders. We need to continue to have border security, and we can do that. But what we can't do is not live our values. I've been down to the border. I have seen the mothers. I have seen the cages of babies. We must be a country that every day lives our values. And that means you, we Senator cannot Warren. make it Just a crime when someone Thank comes you, Senator. here. Just to clarify, would you decriminalize yes. illegal border crossings? The point is not about criminalization. That has given Donald Trump the tool to break families apart. Thank you, Senator. All right. So she didn't want to get into that. Bottom line, I love how they say the cages these people are in. They're trying to save money, so they, they made this stuff with chain link fence. And by the way, it wasn't the president who made it. It was Obama and his his folks who made it initially. Okay, so let's get that out of the way and, and up front as well. Well, we're out of time here for this hour. Joe and Duck are coming up in the next half hour. We'll talk with, about that. I'll come back talk about this some more in the final hour. But mark my words, mark this day down, that if the Democrats put one of uh, the people, the lefties uh, today or last night up for uh, president, where they put one of the lefties like Harris uh, tonight up uh, for president, uh, we will have another either, uh, uh, what was it, uh, you know, Nixon uh, taking care of McGovern, Reagan taking care of uh, Mondale, or Bush taking care of uh, uh, Dukakis. Mark my words on that. Just a warning for you Democrats. I know you won't follow my, my lead here. But I know in your heart, most of you know that what I'm telling you is true. More of the Dave Ellswick Show from All Aboard Restaurant coming in just a moment. He's going on vacation next week. All right, let's get back to it. It is a 4 o'clock hour, and uh, Cantrell out there starting to... No, we got us a wreck down. down on Cantrell, Mississippi. Yeah, there's a wreck down on Cantrell, Mississippi. <laughs> oh, no. Somebody woed and somebody run out in front of the other one. It yeah. was a huge... Uh, wrecked this morning i went over to uh cracker barrel uh for breakfast uh, with some people and uh over in west little rock and i came down 
6.30. And just before you get you got the, the barrel, it looked like two Little Rock police cars and three or four other cars had all tied it up together. Oh, man. And it was... It was a mess. It was a mess. Well, they got one up here that's, uh, right in front of where uh, oh, Danny used to, Danny station up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it is, right in oh, front of right it. In front of yeah. it. One okay. pulled out and the other one clipped it in the side. No, not good. Yeah, it, it tore up some stuff. No, it didn't T-bone it, though. Uh, hit it in the front, left front fender. Okay, kind well, of better the door there the than in the door. Yeah, yeah, they was all out talking and talking to one another and the cops. So and showing their uh, their insurance cards. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they were all pointing fingers at each other. Uh-oh. <laughs> and if you're going on thirty, you're going towards Hot Springs. When you get down to about Alexander, just get ready to stop. Why is it stopping that far back? Because they've had a wreck on right there at the oh, one hundred six. No. At the uh, the one. Uh, what do you tell me? The 106 or 104 or the 114, I think it is. One of them, they've got three or four piled all up together. Oh, man. I, I'm sorry for you who are going home are going to run into that because you're looking forward to getting home, and it's going to be a mess going that way. We are at all aboard right now. We're just watching uh, it. You're watching the trains deliver yeah, the food now. Absolutely. Yeah, it this is the first from time. It. This first time you've done this show. Yeah, I never been here before. Oh, this is great. Yeah, it's cool. Now they yeah, only we, have. Uh, we've ate at one in Benton, me and Russell. Oh yeah, for lunch that's great. A few times. It's a great place to eat. They got great food here. Mm-hmm. They really, really do. I they had got the real uh, good shrimp. Tea. I had the shrimp basket tea. Did you get you some tea? Yeah, I got me some okay. sweet tea. You got that here too. I mean, you can grab whatever you you guys want. Get some food before you leave if you nah, want to. I'm, We're doing that as well for you. I got to go to my diabetic doctor Friday. Okay, so, so I'm having to behave. Gotta okay. say, so I can't get you're you. not doing right. I can't talk you into a fried pie. No, <laughs> I did have me a cup of vanilla wafers on the way up here. My sugar got a little bit low, but it's back up now. When you measure in the morning, <clears throat> where are you finding your numbers at? Which day? Oh, is that different? How how much does it is is the difference? I mean, how much ice cream he ate night for? Mm. <laughs> See, Joe wouldn't both say that. Yeah, okay, I got you. Day before Dave, I, I had it. I kept it all day at ninety at ninety four to ninety five to ninety six. Wow, that's really good. We went and had that's supper. on the low end. We went and had supper. Yeah, that'll kick it up, of course. And within fifteen minutes after we got through eating supper, we rode down to the shop and had to get a couple of things, and it was two hundred eighty nine. Okay, well, it, give yourself a shot. That's to be understood. And then during the night, I woke up. It, I, when it gets real low, you'll wake up with your stomach growling, talking to you. Yeah. And I woke up, and it was 43. Holy cow. So I got up, go to, go to the kitchen, and I got a bag of Oreos, I mean a bag of vanilla wafers, and put a little peanut butter in between two of them, ate you about five or six of them, and poop, it's back up. Yeah, when I uh, get up in the morning, I'm anywhere between 140 and 200. Usually, when depending I depending what I ate the, at, at the end last uh, the night before. When I got up this morning, it was 124. Yesterday morning, it was 153. But by the time I come home, at about seven, I'm typically at 101 to 105. Usually, I'm before I eat supper, I'm somewhere around 90 to 100. And uh, but 
I feel the best, Dave, at about 140 to 160. I know what you're saying. Yeah, if I'm if I'm at where they say I need to be, I get, I get this. I get a little shaky. I get this. Yeah, and my body likes I don't to have feel a little good. bit more stomach, sugar, I guess. My stomach don't feel good. I get the, uh, you get a kind of a sickening feeling in your stomach, and and I've talked to my diabetic doctor, and she said, look, keep it as long as I keep it around 140 to 150. And I feel fine. She said, just keep it there. Yeah, you're good. You're not going to stroke out or no. anything. But when it gets four and five and six and 700, they kind of have. Yeah, they're going to get upset about it then, man. You know, yeah, now I, you're getting close to Stroke City. You don't want that. Yeah, I go visit her Friday morning at 940, so yeah, okay. I'll be in trouble. <laughs> Do you have to write down all your stuff? That keeps it. Oh, yeah, you got it. You got the little that, thing. I'll, I'll walk in, hand her the little reader, and then she show, runs show, up. Show our, our Facebook folks. See, he's got this. You've seen it on television. Yeah, he's got it. It's a it's a uh, he puts, liberated freestyle. Yeah, he can put his phone up to it, and it'll give No, I got a little reader. Mine, I got a Samsung. Yeah. If you got an iPhone, you can do it off of iPhone, but Samsung won't do it. No oh, Androids. No Androids? Yeah. I guess not. Well, I don't yeah, I didn't know are, that. And these are the new I, ones I just got. I these. got an LG, just so everybody knows, so it wouldn't life's do good. it either. Yeah, life's good. <laughs> life's good. It's good. <laughs> but if if you're a diabetic, the good thing about it, I walk into my diabetic doctor and I hand her the little, little reader. She plugs a cord into it and puts it on a computer, and then she comes in there and chews on me. No, because she can follow them all the way around. She sees them for 90 days. I go every 90 days, and she looks at, at the graph every the 90 days. The ebb and flow. Yep. And, but uh, you know it's it's great, Joe. Joe's yep. Joe's getting is as good as my grandkids now. Mm-hmm. He's watching the food leave the station, and it's heading out to deliver. I don't know where it's going. There's I a lady going, with three some kids, kids here. here. I bet I bet that's where it's headed this time. Yeah, I don't know. That well, may, it, it ain't that, on the. It's not on this side. Yeah, so. they don't. I was say it ain't on this side. On the, of the other track. side. <laughs> Yeah. folks over there. Yeah, see, this one here in Little Rock is about half the size of the one that I think is in uh, Benton because Benton's got four sets of tracks in it. It's 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 wider than this one. It's, not, yeah. it's probably not as deep as this one, but it's it's a lot wider than this one because yeah. we've been in it four or five times and ate lunch, all of us. And See, uh, th- these little trains running around, in several years they'll have them where it just uh, transports it from like a Star Trek transporter and yes. puts the food on your table for you. See? Yeah, one of these days, yeah. Joe. Yeah. It'll be fun. You know what made me the other day? a fly doesn't get into the thing when when, it when the arm comes up and pulls it off the train. Yeah. It, it you know, it's you know, it uh it don't turn it bottom side up on me. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward. I I haven't brought Eli over. I got to do it. He's about two and a half. Have you ever talked to the guy that, in, that invented this train system for him? Yeah, Vince. Yeah, I've talked to I've him. Talk, it uh, was his brother-in-law. Yeah, I've I've read a uh, I've seen a story on the guy and how he he invented them and everything. He made it all from scratch. I know. And you know that's pretty doggone good when you can make all this from scratch and I'm and make what, it all work. I'm wondering. You know, they're trying to sell. Uh, to people, the ability to have these. What, what do they call that when you when you buy into franchise. Some, a franchise? Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I guess somebody in Conway is thinking about <coughs> opening one. Opening one up. They would do it. Yeah. This thing would do a great business anywhere. Well, a lot of times you go in Benton. We go in at lunch, and we figured out if we're going there to eat, we wait and go about twelve thirty from the shop. Because earlier it's full, huh? Yeah. 
because it, it takes too long when you go there at 12 o'clock to get, you know, get everybody mail and get sit down. And, you well, know. you got all those kinds of meals. You got mm-hmm. a lot of people eating at that time. You got to yep. eat all these trains. You got to keep them going That's on true. the right track. That's yeah. right. All the Casey Jones. That's working. right. They've got engineers in those things. That's it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're at All Aboard. <laughs> it's a great place. It really, really is. By it's the way, cool. up on the screen right now, I guess they got the Pan Am games going, and they're, 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 they're showing fencing. Ooh. He got he got stabbed okay, upside the head. Some, yeah, they don't really get stabbed. It's well, he got poked. Porn. See, I think if you really wanted to make this interesting, it should be done with broadswords. <laughs> Dave, you trying to cut the head off? I mean, well, yeah, you know, if you could lose your head or an yeah, arm, need some armor. Yeah, you know, yeah, you have some chain <laughs> mail. I his arm. Well, I was aiming for his head, but I hit his arm. Sorry. Yeah, you gotta have your chain mail and here. all that. Here, and they hand it to you. That would be awful interesting. <laughs> here, let me give it back. Here, here, you can have it back. Be like in in Vikings or something. Wouldn't that be yeah. great? Get yeah. yourself have a berserker on your team. So, Dave, you know, a couple <laughs> weeks ago on Saturday, we was talking about diesel yeah, trucks, right, and putting gas in it. All right, see, Jerry, we came back to cars. Okay. I had three this week again. Really? Are people yeah. not listening, Duck? Had three this week. It's it's more it's more the pumps you go to now. You'll go to some of them where the pumps. Have have two nozzles on them. Yeah. One of them for diesel, one of them for gas. Well, the one of the diesels always green. Not necessarily nope. anymore oh, because really. the E85 nozzle green. Oh yeah. no! Yeah. No wonder there's so, so many screws. And they got some yellow ones out now, different colors. But the point about it is, it's an easy <laughs> mistake to make, isn't it, Doug? It's 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 very easy. And most of the time, Joe, when you see it. It'll be the wife driving her husband truck inside. Hey, I'm gonna fill it up yeah. for him, and yeah. you know, save him used, some hassle. They're used to a gas <laughs> burner, and they pull up and and fill it up. I got a I got a motor home. I got a, a freight. I mean, not a freight liner. A Mercedes motor home. They gassed it up and run it to quit. Yeah, that ain't good. If you yeah. watched that on Facebook, you saw the double take I gave uh, Doc. Yeah. Yeah, they run it till it quit, and I hadn't got it in there yet to see if it hurt it or not. But, you know, you never know. I mean, I have seen them run to quit and not hurt them. The, the quickest way wow. to determine what you've done, if you've done that, is if you use a debit card or a credit card. Yeah, you can go back. Look at the receipt immediately because that receipt won't lie because it shows what you pumped, how many, how gallon, many gallons, and what it cost. And what it was. That's right. Yeah, and... But, you know, they did it, and I've, I've sent yeah. two of them home, but one, I ain't got to the, the motor home one yet. But hopefully it it didn't hurt it. The Mercedes are pretty good about not hurting them. Okay. You know, they're, they I run have, on diesel or gas. Well, huh? <laughs> they may run on gas for a little bit, but not yeah. very long. Not, not as well as they do on the, the you know, fuel and, they're and, supposed to have. And the lady asked me, she said, you know, what do you think? I said, don't know. Drain it, clear the lines, put filters on it, and Flush fire it, it up and, and see what happens. That's, that's what do. I told her. I said, when I get in there, I said, well, she put, she, the good thing, it must have had about eight or nine gallons of diesel fuel. Okay. She only put 26 gallons of gas in it. So it was not pure gas. Yeah, so it wasn't okay. exactly pure, but it worked. Okay, so if you mix gas and diesel, will the gas float to the top or the diesel? Nope. it mixes. Mixes Oh, it mixes? Gas. Yeah. Yeah, it mixes. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That that we uh, take out a lot of times we take it out and uh, it'll you can if it's gas and diesel mixed together you can check it to see if it'll light yeah if it lights it's got gasoline in it yeah and but but the, the thing 
thing about that, Dave, one time I had about 52 gallons come out of a truck. Okay. The guy had about seven gallons of diesel fuel in it. So I, one of my guys said, I'm going to burn that in my car. Well, he put it in it, went home. They got cold that night, called me next morning. His car wouldn't start. Congealed. Didn't have, no, didn't have enough octane to make it start when it's cold. Yeah. He got out, sprayed it with a little bit of starting food, and let it come back to the shop and drained it out. <laughs> put some gas yeah. in it. Yeah, don't have when it, it breaks octane down too much, and it don't have like enough octane to make it start when okay. it's cold. Can you even use carburetor spray on a car today? Yeah, yeah. Can you really? Well, it's, it's, Where do you spray it? it? It's, it's throttle no body. It's, it's throttle body. Cleaner. Yeah, you spray it to the throttle oh, okay. body. Yeah, that's what it is. It, it says it still says carb throttle body choke cleaner. Yeah, they're all together. Yeah, it's, okay. They make a specific throttle body cleaner, but it's nothing more different than the carb spray. Nah, it's, it's no more different. Nope. I don't know if it's us or not, but every time I go to the big box store I go to, uh, which has a big W on it with other letters, yeah, uh, I can't find seafoam anymore. I can find everybody else, but yeah. they sell out of seafoam. You think it's because we talk about seafoam all the time? I don't know. We need a nickel a can on that if it's our yeah, fault. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We're advertising for the need to come up. Stuff works great. But nickel I, a can. That'd be I got to let you guys know, I, I made a big move two weeks ago. I've got a gas <coughs> trimmer. Yeah. All right. And it's about six years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the rod that goes down in the middle of it yeah, is clanking, you know, and all, is doing all kinds of stuff like that. And uh, and it's hard to start. I put a little sea foam in it here recently, and it got easier. But it's mm-hmm. still you got you know yeah. you got to pull it four times, then pull it after that when you go full throttle and all that. I went out and bought an electric trimmer. Uh, did you buy battery a battery power one or just electric? Battery one? powered. All right, suckers, that's the way to go. Suckers. What kind are did you buy? Great, DeKalb. Oh, okay. A DeWalt. Yeah. DeWalt. DeWalt. Yeah. DeWalt. DeWalt. Yeah. yeah. That sucker is really good. Did you get two batteries? I just got one. Okay. Okay, but I'm going to buy another one so yeah. I can just rotate them. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, it's got more power than my gas one had. They, uh, yeah. I got they, don't, they work very well. Did oh, you buy yeah. the 20-volt one, or what did you buy? The 20-volt. Yeah. If you buy, when you buy the battery, if you buy what they call the 20-volt extended life, uh-huh. it's about that thick. Yeah, and that's what I got to run on my reciprocating saw. Well, that's what I got with the the wall. But that that um, there, if you catch Home Depot, you can catch them on sale. They're a whole lot cheaper. You catch them about half price on sale. Yeah, I bought the whole thing with a battery and the charger, mm-hmm. whatnot, two seventeen. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal, I think. But just think about that though. That is a whole lot lighter than the gas one. And you ain't got to go buy gas. And you ain't, no, and you ain't got to mix it. And you know. And, now, I don't want to, I'm not going to sell this one that I had. Where do you get rid of something like that? I mean, my garbage doesn't pick it up. You give that to your son-in-law. Tell him to keep his grass trimmed. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. I'll give it to him to hear. It's slightly used, but I, yeah. I, I'm going to give this to you, and this is how you start it. Yeah. So yeah. next it time over at your idea. place, I want to make sure that it looks nice and trimmed around the house. All right. We got a break. Kid crawling in the yard, and we don't want no big tall stalks and snakes out there. All right. We got a break. We got to get to. Speaking of snakes, I'll tell you a story when we come back about that here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Joe and Duck are here. Joe, wave at him over there. That's him. There's Duck. Duck's next to me. We'll be back with more for you folks that never seen him before. 
We'll take a break. Same and then we'll be <laughs> and we'll we'll have more to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let me tell you about my buddy again, Dwayne Smith. I need you to give him a call so you can sit down with your insurance policies for your home, your life, your car, your your boat, your motor, whatever you've got, uh, you know, insured. You need to take it over and sit down with folks at Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency and let them show you that they can, one, either save you money or, two, get you a whole lot more coverage. They can do one or the other. I'm just telling you, they're an all-state agency. Call them at 501-819-0373. That's 501-819-0373. And set up a time to go sit down with them at 3920 East Keel Avenue in Sherwood and let them do their magic just for you. That's for the Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency. Dwayne or one of his professionals will work with you, save you some money, get you some great coverage with Allstate at the Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency. Let me give you the number one more time, 501-819-0373. Talking about snakes because we only got a minute before we go to news. On uh, last weekend, I was out cutting the lawn, and I found a... uh, a snake skin, shed mm-hmm. snake skin. And I bet you it was four and a half, five foot long. Yeah. So somewhere on my yard, there is a big snake. Well, it might be next door now. Okay, well, I hope if it's <laughs> or down a, the street. If, it's yeah. a, if it is a non-venomous. If it ain't swimming in the pool, you're good. Yeah, he's not. Okay. You know what swims in my pool? What? Tree frogs. Yeah. I'll, I'll be sitting out on the, the deck at night, mm-hmm. listening to those all of those guys out there uh, singing, and all of a sudden I'll look on the edge of the pool. There they are sitting in the, the big jump. Smoke. Right that's, why, the, uh, that's why the snakes are there, because frogs are there. Yeah, they probably got, so. They got plenty to eat. That's yeah. exactly why they're there. They, they go where the food is. And you know, I found out something about, we've been trying to keep them off the edge of the pool. I found out how. How? Get yourself some Morton salt. Put a little salt on there. Snake it all the way around the pool. Yeah. Burns their feet. Yeah. They don't get on there. We'll tell you more great car hints and frog hints when yeah. we come back <laughs> after the news. So, All right, so back Dave, with was you. this the first yeah. one he built? Yes. This Vince uh, built this with his uh, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law devised the whole thing about how they wanted to do the trains and stuff. And I, I guess Vince told him, he says, look, you come up with the train part of it. I've run restaurants. I can come up with uh, the food part of to it. To make it work. And they uh, they did it, and and it's working. Yeah. They're doing very, very yeah, well. The one They've in been Benton here does for real good. Years. Well, the Benton one's been there for, I think, two years, if I'm not mistaken. It's, yeah, that's, it's that's doing about well. right. It's doing well. Yeah, because when it first opened, there was about three months there we wouldn't go. Because it was so busy? Couldn't get in and out of it, you know, during our lunch, lunch period, oh, so yeah. we wouldn't go. So, well, You know, what's amazing is that, People come, and of course, it's families coming with kids and yeah, stuff. Sure, because it's it it has, it has this kid motif with the. the I don't know. Me and Joe been watching it pretty close. Got I know. Entertained. Yeah, and, but here's what's interesting is that once the, the adults come and they eat once, they want to come back just on their own because yeah, the food's just, so it's good. It's not just the the little the train setup. That's right. It's the food's. The good. food's excellent. Yeah. It really is. Vince's to be should be. I had, yeah, I had, I had the shrimp today. I didn't have 
the deep fried shrimp. I had the chili shrimp. And let me just tell you, you have the chili shrimp here, first time you have it, you'll be back to have it again. It's it's a sweet chili, you know. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. It's really, really good. It's excellent. This is a this is such a winner. And, uh, again, we were talking about if you wanted to get your own franchise, you need to talk to them. I hear that they're they're offering. So keep that in mind. I've heard that one may be going in to the uh, Conway area. i got to believe that somebody would like to go down to Hot Springs area. You you would think so with all the racing and everything. Oh, yeah. And the casino people and everything. Be, people be interested in this. I'm surprised this, the casino don't want to put it inside it. Yeah. All right. So, but, but speaking of that, Dave, I have Las Vegas my, bound. You know what? Yeah. You know what Zach? Told Las me? Vegas bound. Here's what Zach told me. Zach told me quit talking about shrimp. I'm making him hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zach. You're not here to eat. He said right. it's making me want to go to all aboard after I'm done with everything today. Well, it's open until eight thirty, but or eight o'clock. So, yeah. you got a couple hours. Go, go for it. So, speaking of. Uh, trucks dave we was had a customer call me yesterday said he run down the interstate he's got a uh, uh peterbilt with the 60 series detroit in it he said this thing made a loud pop noise and now it's blue smoking real bad okay i said well sound like turbo swarm don't it and so russell was talking to him and he asked me and i told him and told the guy i said raise the hood and see if oil's running out the exhaust so he called he said yeah it's it's don't drive it no more. Shut it off. So they come wagging it in on the record yesterday. I pulled the intake boot off. Let me rephrase that. Russell pulled the intake boot off. Mm-hmm. And you can reach it in the shaft. It goes flop, flop, flop. And yeah. the, the turbine wheel, it's in four pieces. But the good thing is I thought it was all there. He pulled the air to air off today and stood it up. And went, pieces went to dingling out. And he said, Dad, you want me to send it again? I said, no, do not clean it. I said, because you can't never get all that stuff out. And, you, Joe, you know what happens oh, yeah. if one piece goes through. Oh, yeah. It's on top of a piston, and oh, it's hammer knocking and that's it. poked rod out. So, yep. you know, the guy he, the, the guy was questioning me about not cleaning it, and I said, I'll clean it, but I'm not responsible. If huh. you want it clean, I will clean it, but I'm not responsible. And he said, no, let's go ahead and put one on it. So, but it's just a mate. He thought the air cleaners blew off of it. <laughs> yeah. He, or blew a tube off or something, yeah. that popping noise. You yeah. Know, and, and lost you know, the power and smoke but, it and all that. Yeah. And it was, uh, Russell said when he pulled air to air off, he got probably three gallons of oil out of it. Most of the time, them things make a little noise sometimes before they come apart. So. He said he had heard something uh, whistling, grinding sound yeah. about about 10 o'clock yesterday morning. This It come apart about noon yesterday when it come apart. Yeah. He should have been had that investigated before he kept driving it. Well, he said he was out in the middle of nowhere. So he yeah. was coming from uh, Oklahoma across through Pine, uh, through Hot Springs, you know, through Mount Ida. Yeah. He said there's a lot of places over there. There ain't no place to stop. No, and it's all hilly, too. Yeah, and so, but uh, I got him. They sent him home about an hour ago. They sent him on to, uh, he was actually going to Ryan Cove, the hazardous waste place there at Haskell. So we shipped him on down the road, but. You know, it's uh, one of them deals, Dave. Yeah, I, I got I got to bring in my car for you, Joe. And, okay. And the car threw a code. Yeah. This is about a week ago. In fact. Well, it's longer than that now. Yeah. Because um, it's not doing it. I forgot about it. It threw a code, but uh, the RPMs went up. It lost power. And then 
It, it did what it did a few years back, you yeah. remember, and I called you and was freaking yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Just calm down. Anyway, uh, but it threw a code, so I know it's still in there. Yeah. Still running all right now? Yeah. Okay. It, it, if after it went back and started hitting right the way it's supposed to, has it missed it? Yeah. And I'm just wondering if there was something in the gas again. It could have been water and the fuel, a little bit of water. It could be uh, a little bit of carbon. Coming loose. Yeah. Uh, you know, the some of these engines today, the direct-injected engines, are, have got a little issue. The, some of the first ones they built with the carbon buildup around the uh, intake valves, right, Doug? Yep. That's because that fuel's not run across those valves anymore. It's directly into the combustion chamber. Yep. And it doesn't keep the uh, the blow-by that the engine naturally creates that the crankcase vent system sucks and takes care of so it don't build up too much pressure and blow the seals out and leak. It sucks it in there, but that cold gas ain't run across them intake valves to clean it keep no them more. clean. So, that's why I use seafoam. That's that's what I was going to tell you. Ha, ha, but, ha. but you have to remember now, if you put it in your fuel tank, that still doesn't get on those intake valves. No. Okay, so what do I need to do? Well, what you need to do is, is the only thing you can do on that is do a, a combustion chamber cleaning where yep. you hook it up to a machine and we'll ingest it into the motor and clean those intake valves. And that's the only way you can clean them. You can't that's clean it. them another way. No, unless you take the intake off on some of the four-cylinder stuff, you can take the intakes off and, and, and you can see those intake valves with the intake off and you can go in there and, and clean them Brush them way. and clean them out that way that's and take it. them back and clean them and suck the pieces out. That's it. But but most likely you probably had a little piece of carbon come loose there. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm going to bring it over yeah. and let you run it. Ingested it and went out tailpipe. Spit it on it. out the back so end. So what, 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 what is it going to say to you when you look at the, the report in the engine? It's going to have a misfire for a certain cylinder most likely. And... Uh, if you go in there and you look at the uh, free frame data on it, you can see what RPM it was, this, that, and other, and that tells us a whole lot. Yeah. Because if there's something in the fuel, that affects more than just one cylinder. Oh, okay. See what I'm saying? It'll, yeah. It'll be multiple cylinders. Yeah, it had it had rammed a misfire. Now, sometimes you'll have that, too, with a piece of carbon going through there because when it holds that intake valve open, it'll cause it to miss on two or three other cylinders yeah. just for a little bit. But okay. We'll, we can usually cipher it out there. And Let's get take a going. quick look and, and sure. see what might it might be. Because I, I'm, you know, the car has been running wonderfully. You know, we changed out the engine, the yeah. transmission on yeah. it, no problems whatsoever. So what I'm thinking about, you know, I've been driving it. I drive it kind of hard now on out there on 67. Feel just good to make about sure it. Just oh, because yeah. they've got it straightened all back out now, and you're driving hard on it. I yesterday, like I said. <laughs> Out there, like I said, I'm trying. I was trying to duplicate what happened, mm-hmm. and I was up to 85 mm-hmm. and running, and that thing didn't miss a beat. Yeah, it, it it's probably just a little piece of carbon or something. Yeah, or, something went through. Because I want to go to over to Memphis yeah, here in a couple of weeks. Probably all right to drive that, but come you by. We'll come test to see what we got. You going to mud? No, I'm going to go to the ballpark over there, and uh, the Iowa Cubs AAA club is coming in to play the Memphis Cards. Yeah. And I want to go over and, uh, and see some AAA baseball, which is almost as good as watching Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. So you know. I can go over and catch some of it and go to, uh, what's the barbecue place over there? Uh, the uh, Rendezvous. Rendezvous, yeah. And go Rendezvous and have some ribs. Yeah. You know, we were talking about fuel and, and getting a little trash in there or water or whatever. It, it reminded me of something that I think we need to remind the, the listeners out there, okay. Dave, is that when you're fueling your car, 
and the pump clicks off, and it's got $16.78. Stop. Do not fill it up till it won't hold anymore. <laughs> no. Because it fills up the filler neck. Yes. And you've got a charcoal canister, and you've got the purge solenoids, and you've got vent valves, and you've got pressure vent sensors. solenoids and everything. And if they suck gas in those valves, that ethanol in the fuel eats O-rings out of them. Quickly. And you'll have... Lights coming on, and you could even have it where when you start it up after you fuel it, it runs bad for just a second or two, and and it, it's detrimental on all the EVAP system components. Yeah, it, isn't it? It sometimes up, it won't even start. I just fix to say it eats up the the, can, the charcoal canister. Yeah, I mean it'll fill it. I've seen them fill in full of yep. gas, and they have to sit there thirty minutes for it ever start again. Yep. So if, if you're fueling your vehicle and the pump clicks off on the automatic, quit, and it's full. It's full. Don't put no more in there. Yeah. You're costing yourself money. It's not the day. It's not back, like back in the day. We Wait. used to put it up all the way up the neck. Well, you have to remember that these tanks vent different now. There's no fumes in that tank that are going to be released to the atmosphere. So None. that means that the tank is made out of plastic, too. It's like a five-gallon gas can. If you set it out in the sun, it swells up. If you put it in the shade, it contracts and, and, and shrinks in. Your fuel tank does the same thing, but it uses a pressure sensor in there to tell it when to purge that tank and when to vent that tank, doesn't it, Doug? Exactly. Have you ever seen I had a Dodge one time come in here. It's been three or four years ago. Come in, and he said, something's wrong. I can't fill my tank up no more. So mm-hmm. I remember I sent somebody under to look, and they come back out and said, hey, you need to get on Creeper and Crawl under. You ain't never seen this. That tank looked like a shriveled up potato. Yeah. And it stuck together. And I asked him, I said, have you been, he said, he said, well, check engine light's been on forever. So uh, yeah. he goes and gets Common it. problem. He goes and gets it, comes over, but there ain't none of the vent cylinder or nothing working on it. Yeah. He said, can you not blow that tank out? I said, nope. It, it was a metal tank. I yeah. mean, it wasn't it's a plastic. Metal. It was nah, a metal. It's done for then. And yeah. after, after about $1,300, $1,400 buying a tank, yeah. it all, it, when it sucked it in, it messed just up. Just crushed the, it. It messed up the sending unit. Yeah. Wow. Had to wind up putting the sending unit because yeah. it just crushed around that sending unit. Yeah. Okay, so you guys tell me, if you wanted to get a gas tank like that, can you get it from bumper to bumper? They do yes. offer some yes, through, they do. through Dorman. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember where. I think I got that from Sunny's. Okay. I think I got to use them because it, it key, was man. an oddball tank. It was like a 44-gallon tank. Here's the key. If you can get it from uh, bumper to bumper, you get it fast. Well. You get it to your shop. You get it repaired, and the person's on their way. That's yes. correct. If, now, you talk about fuel tanks used. only way you're going to buy one of them is if, if it's at a local shop. Yes. Because they cannot transport one of a used fuel no. tank. It's illegal. No, you got to get it. It's got to come from a local salvage yard. It's got to be here local where you drive out there and pick it up and put it in your truck, yeah. or they deliver it in their so, pickup truck. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because they can't ship that on a freight truck. No, it's, it's, uh, it's like a bomb. Well, they call it hazardous fire hazard yeah so. because it might have some fumes in it residual and, and fuel in there and in the fuel pump module assembly that goes in it it gets fuel in it and you really can't get it out until no. you take that thing out and dump it turn it upside down shake it and wiggle it and if, if it's here local you can go buy one yeah. and right. you can buy a new one you know so all right so zach is saying that we need to take our final break so let's do yeah. that we're at all aboard restaurant uh, here on cantrell in trains. little rock watching the trains and uh, salivating, watching the people eat. Yep. We'll be back in just a moment. All right. In the next hour, if uh, you've missed the show today and you're, you're going to be driving home, 
I'm going to go over the debate from last night. I'm going to play all the inanity that you missed. You I was listening to you coming up here. It, it's crazy. What did you Some say that was, the BS we missed? Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it, I was just making clearing that up. That's, you know. Yeah, you had to clear that up, yeah. I'm, I'm saying. All right, so we got about six and a half minutes left. The other night, well, last night, in fact, I was flipping through the channels, and because of the Major League Baseball rules, I couldn't watch the Cards play the Cubs because they're blacked out in this area mm-hmm. because – you're supposed to be on Fox Sports, right? Yeah. Problem is, Fox Sports and some of the uh, cable channels are in a battle, and so they're not carrying Fox Sports, so mm-hmm. we couldn't watch it at all. And can you I watch Channel 4 on your TV? What? Yeah, I can watch Channel 4. Yes, yeah, we can't. And then you can't watch, uh, you know, I can't watch anything that the Rangers are doing either. So they had 213 on DirecTV was blue screen for me last night, which really ticks me off because I'm, I'm paying money for them. You're paying and, for it and you ain't getting it. And I can't get it. So anyway, uh, I came across uh, FS1, and they were carrying um, the drag, uh, drag strip uh, nationals out in Sonoma. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching that. And John Force was there again, driving the funny car. His daughter was there, driving the rail. She was just killing people out on the track. And uh, and he was killing people. How old is John Force? has got to be in his 60s. I'm sure he is, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's every bit of that, yeah. Dave. Yeah. I mean, the guy is amazing. He's won six nationals. And he can come off the line quicker. But I believe his daughter's got him beat, though, coming off the line. I don't know. Talk a little bit. I, they said that those funny cars have 11,000-plus horsepower. That's correct. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you just ever notice, Dave, when you, they're sitting on the line and they're sitting there doing this, shaking. Yeah. And then when he pours a coal to them and them tars stand straight up. Well, not only and, that, but and they, they like, grow about eight or nine yeah. inches. Mm-hmm. So you they just go from about four foot wide to about two foot wide, but they're two foot taller. Yeah, yeah. all the way around. Yeah, you can see the whole thing. Yeah, the just torque up is in incredible. Yeah, I agree with you. Torque yeah. is unbelievable, we but eleven thousand horsepower. Yeah. We went to Memphis one time. You know when they used to run them over at Memphis. Oh yeah. And uh, I had some tickets, and we was right at the start line, right. And I sat there for the first two cars to run. I got up and went down down the that road. It hurt your a bit. chest. It hurt me all over. Hurt yes. my head. Hurt my chest. And even with earplugs. Oh yeah. yeah it's oh, great I had, I had I ear cushions. Feel that power. Ooh. I had earplugs and headphones on, and it still just. So I got up and and it was me and Blake and Russell and I don't know, there was seven, eight of us and my little brother. And he said, "Where are you going?" I'm going down here for a little bit. And I said, my my head's hurting. My chest is hurting. Mm. But it was just amazing to sit there and watch that tar go. Swell up when he pours the coal to it. Have you ever watched it in super slow-mo? Mm-mm. Super slow-mo on the rails. The slicks don't do that thin thing. Mm-hmm. They, like, crumple. Mm-hmm. Well, you the can bottom. see them roll. It's amazing. They, but you know why it's rolling, though, Dave? Because it's getting a bite to the to the asphalt. I know that, but still. They didn't put all that stuff on the ground, and, that, and that's, oh, that's and why you see that out. tar rolling. And you know, and that's why they got they got uh, what they call bead locks, to lock the bead to the rim. Because if it didn't, they spin it off. That's it. It's really amazing to watch it, though. Yeah, it's and wild. I I like open wheel race. I like going out and watching stocks run. But to be honest with you, I love the drag strip. Sure. I mean, I've I've heard, and I don't know if it's true. You guys can probably tell me if it's true or not. But on the funny cars and on the rails. The drivers actually have 
very little control of those cars once they start running, rolling. I mean, rolling forward. It's just like you like a lot of rocket. Yeah, because the front wheels a lot of times aren't even touching the ground. That's correct. Dave, it's one of them you sit down, put your seatbelts all on. Cross yourself and hope for the best. And hold on. <laughs> I mean, because that's basically you like that, you like that fuse and hold on. Last night, one of the funny cars did 332 and a quarter. <clears throat> yeah. 332 miles an hour and a quarter. Yeah. Just a little over three, four seconds, something like that. And whether it's too rich or lean, because if it's too lean, that motor's going to come apart yeah. real quick. Yeah, it's done started, done started separating. That's it. Uh, have you ever seen them? Some of them did that yesterday. Yeah, I was yes. to say, have you ever seen <laughs> some, them blow the turbos them, off, the blowers some of them off? Yeah, some of them have an issue. It's detrimental. Yeah, yeah. Go, you, you, were see, showing, you, you can see them that bell go. Night. Watch them run at night. They're just—it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, it All is. the fire that comes out of those things—it's incredible. What you need to do is we need to go sometime and go to it. Let's go to Texas. Uh, they run in Texas. All you got to do is tell me when you don't go. I'm. I'm. I'm what about on. you, Joe? You'd be interested. I'm yeah, bored. Okay. Yeah. Let's I'm, go down. I'm, I'm a bored. Now you know when I go. In fact, be, if you don't mind, there going to be two others go when I go. I got you. If you don't mind going ten hours, let's go to Indianapolis. Let's go up to the mother of all speedways up there. That's a great speedway. That's where the Nationals it's are get this cold year. Up there for long. No, it's in September. Oh. It'll be beautiful weather yeah, for it. Be nice weather. Yeah, really will be. Uh, we'll September, talk about I'm out. Yeah. We'll talk about it off the air here. We're going dra- drag strip. I love it. That's we'll it. take a break. I'll let these guys get out of here. Guys, thanks for coming thanks, by. I Dave. appreciate you. Thank you, Dave. We're at All Aboard Live here on uh, Cantrell. Come on by. Get yourself something to eat. Let's train the deliver it to you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's go back to the debate last night. Senator Sanders, what about, uh, you know, global climate change? And here's what he came up with. Cut four. We have got to be super aggressive if we love our children and if we want to leave them a planet that is healthy and is habitable. So I don't disagree with Tim. What that means is we got to, A, take on the fossil fuel industry. B, it means we have to transform our energy system away from fossil fuel to energy efficiency and sustainable energy, and a hell of a lot of good union jobs as we do that. we got to transform our transportation Thank you, Senator. system. There you go. Let's just let the government take over everything. That's his answer. That is his answer. Now... As I told you, MSNBC did some polling. MSNBC, not the bastion of conservatism, and Brian Williams had Konecki on, and uh, they asked him about uh, you know giving health care to um, illegal uh, uh, aliens, and uh, Democrats were pretty much 50-50 split. It was 46% for, 40% against. The general electorate, though, the people who will elect the president, not decide who's going to run for the Democrats, but the people who will decide the election in November of 2020, only 27 percent supported that. 62 or 66 percent were against it. Here's Bernie Sanders. He's ready to burn down the House. No problems whatsoever. Cut 11. Well, I two things. A sane immigration policy moves to comprehensive immigration reform. It moves to a humane border policy 
in which, by the way, we have enough administrative judges so that we don't have incredible backlogs that we have right now. But to answer your question, I happen to believe that when I talk about health care as a human right, that applies to all people in this country. And under a Medicare for all single payer system, we could afford to do that. That's for 11 million illegals that are in the country and more coming in every day. That is a no-win uh, stance with the American people. Uh, Sanders defended his promise to outlaw private insurance. That's another non-winner amongst the American public. Uh, they don't want just government health care. They don't just want that. They want something you know, for people who, I guess, can't afford. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the American public wants to be exact with you, but I do know this. They don't want to give up their health care uh, if they've got insurance themselves. But listen to Senator Sanders. Cut 14. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Um, let's start the debate with the number one issue for Democratic voters, health care. And Senator Sanders, let's start with you. You support Medicare for all which would eventually take private health insurance away from more than 150 million Americans in exchange for government-sponsored health care for everyone. Congressman Delaney just referred to it as bad policy, and previously he has called the idea political suicide that will just get President Trump reelected. What do you say to Congressman Delaney? You're wrong. <laughs> right now, we have a dysfunctional health care system, 87 million uninsured or underinsured, $500,000, 500,000 Americans every year going bankrupt because of medical bills, 30,000 people dying while the health care industry makes tens of billions of dollars in profit. Five minutes away from here, John, is a country. It's called Canada. They guarantee health care to every man, woman, and child as a human right. They spend half of what we spend. And by the way, when you end up in a hospital in Canada, you come out with no bill at all. Health care is a human right, not a privilege. I believe that. I will fight for that. Thank you, Senator Sanders. Congressman Delaney. Well, I'm right about this. We can create a universal health care system to give everyone basic health care for free. And I have a proposal. Their health insurance is illegal. My dad, the union electrician, loved the health care he got from the IBEW. He would never want someone to take that away. Half of Medicare beneficiaries now have Medicare Advantage, which is private insurance or supplemental plans. It's also bad policy. It'll underfund the industry. Many Thank hospitals you, will close, and it's bad Sen policy. Senator Sanders, I want to... was I, also mentioned in I, this. We're going to come to you in one second, but let me go to Senator <laughs> Sanders uh, right now. Senator Sanders? The fact of the matter is... Tens of millions of people lose their health insurance every single year a when lie. they change jobs, when their employer changes that insurance. If you want stability in the health care system, if you want a system which gives you freedom of choice with regard to doctor or hospital, which is a system which will not bankrupt you, 
The answer is to get rid of the profiteering of the drug companies and the insurance companies moves to Medicare for all. But now he's talking about a different issue. What I'm talking about is really simple. We should deal with the tragedy, be uninsured, and give everyone health care as a right. But why do we got to be the party of taking something away from people? No one is the party. That's what they're running on. They're running on telling half the country that your health insurance is illegal. It says it right in the bill. We don't have to do that. We can give everyone health care and allow people to have a choice. That's the American way. Okay. So a little good back and forth there. The leftists were defending each other against the moderate there who was uh, Delaney. That's what was uh, was going on. It uh, is very interesting to you know be able to listen to this and, and hear this going on uh, between them. Okay, so we'll pick this up on the other side. There's more to hear. And there's people from uh, the left uh, who appear on CNN, David, David Axelrod. They had Claire McCaskill there. They had Steve Bullock there. And you're going to hear from them, and you'll be amazed at what they're saying. Uh, there's a lot of people that are up on, on the stage right now. They're like the, the guy that knows that the bridge is out, and everybody is roaring down the road towards where the bridge is out. And he's, there's some of them that are standing out by the side of the road, and they're waving their arm frantically trying to warn other people not to do it. I hope that the people don't pay any attention to them, to be honest. Because I, I hope they take the most leftist policies they possibly can think of and they run for president of the United States on those policies, which the American people have shown in poll after poll after poll after poll after poll that they're just not going to accept. All right, so we got news coming up. I'm going to give you one minute, catch up on what's happening right now. By the way, the trading deadline for uh, Major League Baseball is done. And uh, Grenke is going from Arizona over to the Houston Astros. They've added another big-name star to their pitching. And a couple other big trades as well, and we might get into that as well. But right now, here's the news. All right, so let's fig- uh, finish off. Uh, this show for a Wednesday, hump day, middle weekday, over the hill day, closer to Friday than we were on Monday. We're at All Aboard, live here off of Cantrell uh, in Little Rock. Uh, if you're wanting to take your family perhaps out to dinner tonight, I can't uh, say a, a better place to eat than right here. And especially if you got kids, they're going to love it. Trains deliver your food, and the food is reasonably priced. It's very good. And you'll have a great time while you're here. Also, don't forget again that we're trying to raise money for uh, the Salvation Army. All you have to do is go to 1011fmtheanswer.com, click on the Red Shield uh, Challenge, and then click on my picture or the little uh, highlighted, uh, you know, sentence they've got with my name in it, and make your, uh, you know, donation. And I'm asking for 20 bucks a person. If you would do that, I'd be happy. I've already given my $20. Hope you'll give your $20. And, uh, you know, we want to raise uh, about, uh, you know, three to $6,000 for the Salvation Army, and we're well on our way of doing that. All right, so back to the debate now. Uh, to start it all off, uh, Congressman Delaney from uh, Maryland, who is a, I, I got to say, he, 
he's more moderate than the lefties. He's not a real moderate. I read his uh, stances on his uh, his uh, page, his election page, his campaign page, and uh, he talked about what uh, the leftists are doing, Warren and Sanders and Harris and all the rest of them. I don't even talk about Williamson. She's just so far out there. I mean, I, she, she missed her calling. She should have been alive and been in Haight-Ashbury in San Francisco. I'm just telling you, absolutely, uh, the, you know, been a grateful deadhead uh, talking about, uh, you know, doing crazy stuff like let's let's make it all happen with love. But anyway, bottom line, Delaney went after the left, the far left, in fact. Uh, he's of the left. These are the far left. And in his opening statement, hear what he had to say, cut number 15. Folks, we have a choice. We can go down the road that Senator Sanders and Senator Warren want to take us with his with bad policies like Medicare for all, free everything and impossible promises that will turn off independent voters and get Trump reelected. That's what happened with McGovern. That's what happened with Mondale. That's what happened with Dukakis. Or we can nominate someone with new ideas to create universal health care for every American with choice. Someone who wants to unify our country and grow the economy and create jobs everywhere. And then we win the White House. I'm the product of the American dream. I believe in it. I'm the grandson of immigrants, the son of a construction worker. My wife, April, and I have four amazing daughters. I was the youngest CEO in the history of the New York Stock Exchange, created thousands of jobs, and then served in Congress. That's the type of background, and my platform is about real solutions, not impossible promises, that can beat Trump and govern. Thank you. All right. Now, Delaney doesn't have a chance because he used to work on the stock exchange, okay? He's a hedge fund guy. They're not going to elect him, I can tell you that. He also went after Warren and Sanders, and uh, he did that a little later on, and here's cut five. Do you think he came off as more of a socialist tonight than usual? Well, I think he came off as not liking the private economy. Let's leave it at that. Let's talk about the answer that he accused Jake Tapper, who I think did a great job tonight, of, of using a Republican talking point. Isn't a Republican talking point to ask what something costs? Yes. And <laughs> How listen, does that, and you mean it? Is it you're, aren't you, are you allowed to ask, what will the taxes go up in a Medicare for, for a lifetime? It was a great question. And look, at I, I just think his answer and Senator Warren's answer to anyone who criticizes one of their plans is that's a Republican talking point. That's an intolerant approach. Yeah. You need to say, why is my Warren plan did workable? That too once. Why is your plan workable? How are you going to pay for it? And how are you going to get it done? Those are the three questions everyone should answer. Okay, and yes. I don't think they could answer those questions. There you go. Very true. You know, I, I got to say, the guy sounds like he's got some brain cells. I mean, he understands it's going to be like Nixon against uh, McGovern or Reagan against Mondale or Bush against Dukakis. He understands that it's not a Republican talking point to ask how much something's going to cost, except to Warren, Sanders, Harris, and Booker and others of uh, their ilk. All right, so what were some other people saying about all of this? So let's, let's, let's give you John Delaney one more time. Uh, and this is one of his best, best statements of the evening. Cut number nine. So I think Democrats win when we run on real solutions, not impossible promises. When we run on things that are workable, not fairy tale economics. There you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's pretty good. Real solutions and not fairy tale economics. It's not possible to do this whole Medicare for all unless you completely revamp the United States of America. And, you know, when uh, Obama said that he was going to fundamentally change America, well, he started doing it. These folks want to try to finish it. And if they finish it, they'll finish this country. Just to be honest, they'll finish the country. David Axelrod uh, also talked about the debate, and here's some of his thoughts. You said something interesting, which was it isn't good enough to argue that the country doesn't want this. It does seem, if you're running for president, that you ought to take into consideration what the country wants. And the fact is large numbers of people oppose the Medicare for All proposal uh, if it replaces private insurance. that right. We've seen it in poll after poll after poll. A large number of people in this country do not believe the border should be decriminalized. A large number of people in this country don't believe that undocumented immigrants should uh, qualify for, for public... But those numbers actually are squishier if you're able to have the conversation Just, with the voters. The, the numbers are very... They, they, they come believe, across... We have time to do that. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I appreciate your feelings about these issues, and I, I'm very passionate about health care myself. Uh, I was in the White House when we fought just to get the Affordable Care Act. Couldn't get a public option. So Bernie Sanders was there. He knows that. There you go. Bernie Sanders was there and he knows that. So you got to ask yourself, is Bernie Sanders being true or does he know if I say this enough, there's enough people maybe that get energized, get out to the polls and elect me president? But as far as making it happen, that ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Claire McCaskill even understood that. Here's cut number six. Uh, Bernie's description of what's in his bill. Tim Ryan said, but you don't know what's in the bill, which I took to me. You don't know what the Ways and Means Committee and the Finance Committee are going to uh, do in the end. Exactly. Right. That's what I took uh, it to mean, to which Bernie said, I wrote the bill, and he won the moment. Well, but the reality is, he's not going to write the bill if he's president of the United president, States. Right. And by the way, he's written a lot of bills that never went anywhere. There was Claire McCaskill jumping in at the end. He's written a lot of bills that never went anywhere because he's pie in the sky, by and by, it ain't going to happen, Bernie. People don't want a Bolshevik revolution in the United States of America. You do. They don't. Go back and have your anniversary in Russia or something. I mean, come on. We got more for you. It's about a quarter till six. We got to get another break in and then we'll come finish it up here on the Dave Ellswick show. We haven't heard from uh, Senator Warren. We got to get her in a little bit for you as well. These are the, the people that are running for the Democratic nomination president of the United States. Don't forget, they'll have another debate tonight in Detroit. This is Biden and Booker and uh, let's see who else is going to be, Harris and others that are going to be there. So stick around. We've got more coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay, back with you, finishing up here on a uh, Wednesday show on the Dave Ellswick Show, live at All Aboard here on Cantrell. Got a good crowd going here now, people coming in for dinner, having a good time, and the little kids loving it, watching the trains run above their heads. Uh, I'm having a great time. I've got to see the trains run all day today. It's been fantastic. On top of that, reminding you to make your donation to the Salvation Army. All you got to do is go to 1011fmtheanswer.com and uh, click on the Red Shield Challenge. Uh, go and look for my picture, and next to it is a Dave Ellswick Show. Click on that and make your donation to the Salvation Army. 
All right, before I get into uh, some folks talking about the debate last night and uh, concerns that they had from what they heard from the candidates, let's hear a couple more things from one of the major candidates, Senator Warren. She talked about illegal immigration. Let's hear what she had to say about that. Here's Cut 12. Congressman O'Rourke, you live near the U.S.-Mexico border in El Paso. You disagree with Mayor Buttigieg on decriminalizing legal border crossings. Please respond. I do, because in my administration, after we have waived citizenship fees for green card holders, more than 9 million of our fellow Americans, freed dreamers from any fear of deportation, and stopped criminally prosecuting families and children for seeking asylum and refuge and for-profit detention in this country, and then assist those countries in Central America so that no family ever has to make that 2,000-mile journey, then I expect that people who come here follow our laws, and we reserve the right to criminally prosecute them Thank if they you, do Congressman. not. Thank you, Congressman. Senator Warren, you say the provision making illegal border crossings a crime is totally unnecessary. Please respond. So the problem is that right now the criminalization statute is what gives Donald Trump the ability to take children away from their parents. It's what gives him the ability to lock up people at our borders. We need to continue to have border security, and we can do that. But what we can't do is not live our values. I've been down to the border. I have seen the mothers. I have seen the cages of babies. We must be a country that every day lives our values. And that means you, we Senator cannot Warren. make it Just a crime when someone Thank comes you, Senator. here. Thank you, Senator. Just to clarify, would you decriminalize yes. illegal border crossings? The point <clears throat> is not about criminalization. That has given Donald Trump the tool to break families apart. Thank you, Senator. All right. Would you decriminalize border crossing? Yes. You had to listen quick, but she said yes. Totally get rid of the criminalization of illegal border crossings. And then let's finish up with uh, Senator Warren claiming she can impose Medicare for all without having raising to have to raise taxes on uh, us non-super wealthy people here here's your re, uh, response to that cut 13 just a point of clarification in 15 extra seconds would you raise taxes on the middle class to pay for medicare for all uh, offset obviously by the elimination of insurance premiums yes or no costs will go up for billionaires and go up for corporations for middle class families costs total costs will go down there you go now sanders has at least been honest on that one and has said, your taxes are going to go up. You know, free it ain't free medicine, man. It, you got to pay for it. And, yes, taxes are going to go up. At least he was honest about that last week. Uh, Warren can't be. She's telling you she's going to get it from the billionaires and the corporations. She knows that's a lie. Last but not least, a couple other people, uh, Gloria Borger and what she had to say, some great statements about the uh, uh, the debate. Here's what Gloria Borger said, cut number eight. But let me say something about, I guess we call them the moderates on the stage. I think if I'm Joe Biden watching this, I'm thinking I better do a better job 
than they did. And it, there were a lot of phrases that were used that reminded me of voodoo economics, you know, Bush's phrase against Reagan. There was wish list economics, massive government expansion. Fairy tale economics. Right, fairy tale economics, all kinds of things that eventually could be used against either, you know, Sanders or Warren. And the Democrats have to figure this out. Because as Amy Klobuchar said, she said, let's get real here. And I believe that there are lots of Democrats that believe that Sanders and Warren can't win. All right. That's what they're saying. Is it true? It's a primary. It's when the most red meat Democrats will be out there. It's when the real people who believe in these leftist policies are going to be going to the polls to decide. I'm just telling you something that you better be thinking about. And uh, especially if asking how much something a program is going to cost, how it's going to be implemented, things of that nature. If you ask that, you're asking Republican talking points. Keep that in mind. We'll hear that more, I'm sure. Finally, Steve Bullock, what he had to say about the Democratic debates. Here's cut 10. All right. I guess we don't have cut 10, what he had to say about... uh, Governor Bullock. Oh, here we are. About two-thirds of Democratic voters and many of your rivals here for the nomination support giving health insurance to undocumented immigrants. You haven't gone that far. Why not? Look, I think this is a part of the discussion that shows how often these debates are detached from people's lives. We've got 100,000 people showing up at the border right now. If we decriminalize entry, if we get health care to everyone, we'll have multiples of that. Don't take my word. That was President Obama's Homeland Security Secretary that said that. The biggest problem right now that we have with immigration, it's Donald Trump. There you go. I mean, that's just that's just calling it for what it is. But I don't think that they're paying any attention uh, whatsoever about the truth out there. It's all, you know, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do and, you know, damn the facts, damn the reality of the situation. And there's enough people out there right now that are willing, I guess, thinking that, you know, having a, uh, a Bolshevik revolution in the United States is a is a possible thing. So maybe you get behind Sanders, or you get behind Warren, or you get behind Booker, or you get behind Harris, or you get behind anybody. The only person that I can really say they're not getting behind is Williamson. But the moderates are taking it on the chin, and they're going to continue taking it on the chin until the only people standing basically on the stage are going to be the leftists. And then when that happens, then the American people are going to understand what's coming down the pike for November of 2020. Be interesting. I, I'm, I'm going to be wondering if they're already measuring the drapes uh, for the uh, Democrat convention uh, and uh, trying to figure out how big they got to make the hammer and sickles to show uh, so well up on the uh, up on the stage for uh, you know Bernie Sanders, Warren, or Booker, or any of these folks that are on the very, very, very far left. 
uh, for um, Americans. And let me remind you again that uh, polling that was going on during that debate. And when you talk to Democrats, it just showed how far they're unattached to the American electorate anymore. They were like 50-50 on uh, giving health care to illegals. When you asked Americans that were voting for president this, you know, independents, Republicans, and all the rest, it was only 27% that agreed to that. 62% wanted nothing to do with it as far as Medicare for all and getting rid of, uh, you know, people's personal insurance and the government takes over it completely 22 percent went along with that and uh, nearly 70 percent said no way no how uh uh-uh ain't gonna happen that is as far as i'm concerned a brew that's being made uh, by the Democrat Party that is sure to bring defeat. I mean, if if you're Nancy Pelosi, if you're Chuck Schumer, if you're the head of the DNC and you're looking at numbers like that, you got to be shaking your head. I mean, it was so interesting uh, when we were listening to David Axelrod, who was trying to talk some sense about this, and that lady started to we well, once we have the uh, discussion, and he says, you know, I love that you're so sold off on this. But the bottom line is the American people aren't buying it, and they're not going to buy it. Let's see if they listen to Axelrod or not. Debate tonight. We'll talk about some of that tomorrow. Don't forget that uh, uh, tomorrow, first hour, Jr. will be with us. And uh, filling in for me for a couple of hours is going to be Robert Steinbach. I have uh, some important business that I have to take care of. I'm going to go to do that, and then I will try to be back in the studio no later than 3, 4, uh, 3.30, 3.45, and finish up the show with Robert uh, up in the studio. Until then, you have a great evening. Uh, Robert, we'll see you at 2 o'clock tomorrow. I'm Dave Ellswick. Don't forget, coming up, Carrie McCoy and her show. Uh, following our show on Wednesday, she's with you. Here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.